Oh, it is Friday. Yes, it is. Kevin Thomas, Big Troop, glad to be here. Filling in for Magic Gokel, who is just showing off the skills before the show. Just finished second down. He's standing in front of us. There's a trash can. He shoots. He misses. It falls just short. He goes and picks it up, and from point blank range, misses again. We all have skills. So we know who to take and not take in the office pickup basketball game. That's all I'm saying. Listen, listen, Chris is going to be like... Listen, at the, end, at the end of the day, I saw a video of Draymond Green at Michigan State trying to play my position. Sure. And let's just say it didn't go well at all. Jumped off sides, got jammed up. They called defensive pass interference. No, no, that's not defensive <laughs> pass interference. That's called getting your lunch money taken. How but would you rate that shot? The, the putback was – It was uh, rough. It was, it was rough. It was not I mean, Like I said, we, once we get these cameras up in here, right, there's going to be a lot of editing going on because we like, take that – uh, no, no, no. I like, I, no, no. Like I said, we always talk about the different things we see, uh, you know, before the show and different things. I saw uh, Kevin. I saw you go. Oh, 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 oh came up a little bit short. <laughs> the thing, listen, the things you find joy in as you get older, people just enjoy life. Yes. It's the, it's the little things. You always gonna laugh if somebody slip and fall, right? You always gonna laugh if somebody drops something. Oh, you just hope they ain't dropping on you. And when you miss the, when you miss the point blank range shots that they right to miss the, the wide open layup, uh, that's a dud. Just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. Yeah, he, you was were, just like, he was you, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm not even going to do you, it. You, listen, missed the first attempt? Good. Second attempt? I'm done. I don't have – I thought he was trying to go pick something up like being a good deal. You're like, uh, nope. Nope, he just bricked and <laughs> – then it was even worse. For, I mean, it was point blank range. Uh-oh. And hey. just, just came up a little short. Listen, listen, basically, what we're saying is we don't forget anything. Nope. That, that'll be something like, Remember that time you missed that point? Okay. Remember that? <laughs> It's off to a rip-roaring start here. Glad to have you all this Friday. Kevin and Ben, we got a lot to get to on the show. Of course, we get the training camps next week. Or it's not training camps, mini camps. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Dare I call it the wrong thing? I'll have some uh, NFL people all over me about that. But uh, you get to the training camps coming up. I just did it again. Come on, mini camp. Mini camp. Mandatory. Got to be there, though. Mandatory mini camps for those of you who don't know. A.K.A. we will take your cheese from you if you're not a big enough star. That's the, oh, so if you are a big enough star, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. What, what, what that do a big? When did star? you figure that out? Well, I was well, you know, I played with the Titans, so so Stephen Nair's like, oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. no. Stephen Nair's like quarterbacks. They usually come. They they be good. But you know, I never ever went through the situation where he's not here. <laughs> what you mean? Who ain't here? We're the Titans. He we got an excuse. Every, he got we, an excuse. Even, even if you were even if you were a big name star on the Titans, it's still the Titans. <laughs> we it, don't hold it, out. Better get your behind up in here. It's so. like you're back in school. You got an excused absence. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, this is how bad it was with the Titans. At one time, I can't remember what I was doing. But we had this little lake right beside, like, right beside the facility. Right. And I don't know what I was doing the day before. I must have had excuse after something. Somebody said, yeah, man, you should have been here yesterday. Cooper, Cooper, uh, Cooper Wallace, uh, he swam across, he swam across the, uh, across the little lake, man, for about like 5,000. You know, people put money in the pool. I said, Cooper, yeah. Later on in life, yeah, will you get some type of, you know, Bacteria, you spitting out this little nasty water right here. That water is brown for a reason. Everything that shouldn't be in that water is in that water. But he said, hey, man, they said five thousand dudes. I said, boy, you can swim like that? I said, you ain't think that a creature or something was going to grab you? Listen, I, I wasn't at <laughs> a that. A creature? Was at, I don't know. What kind of creature? I don't know. I don't know if it's alligator, crocodile. No, it's not. There's not a Loch Ness monster in there. It's not well, gonna Kevin, come you, up. you were jumping just a random lake. Like, it ain't even a lake. What would you, they ain't even leaving a lake. 
You know, like you got businesses and they got like a little like water a retention between. pond. Yeah, I mean maybe they're just gross in general because people throw stuff. I mean, in all there. that. Ugh. That's, that's how that's how that's how the that's how the water look. And all of, oh, I'm not saying that. Doesn't this, look but I, I was in Orlando one time. The first the, the one time I ever went tubing. And uh, you know, at a certain point, you can knock out the tube, <laughs> and it's taking the guy too long to come get me. You hurry up and come get me. So I get back on this boat. I'm thinking to myself, if something bite me in this water, so. But you know, that's that's my that's my paranoia. But yeah, you know, I own Christian Go Kev. Missed it. Missed it again. <laughs> Kevin, like, oh, oh, that's that's that's. That's documented. Is that is that standard though? Like you miss the second time, you're just like, nope, done. I'm. Well, no, no this is what happens. That's that usually happens when you're by yourself. Like ain't, ain't nobody to see you, and then, <laughs> blue, <laughs> like the one. He comes back by the window the, again. I'm just gonna go over two. You just over two. You missed the Kevin. That, that's one of those things where you watch a basketball. It's a seven foot tall guy. He misses a dunk, which he shouldn't. Then he misses the putback. You go, oh my god. <laughs> Come sit on the bench. That's, like, that's all I was saying. All Kevin said, Kevin went hit him with the, oh, 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 mm, mm. Hey, man, listen. Lifting all them weights, limbs, kind of stiff. Right. We got, again, we got plenty to get to here on the show, including uh, his horrendous jump shot into the uh, the trash can. I uh, will talk uh, with Raekwon Smith out of Norfolk State. Interesting story, Ben. Uh, you were telling me about it. He, I, I'm just going to call him Mr. NIL yeah. because apparently he has yes. gotten what, he claims he's like, to right like now, right now, 70 some ideas. Yeah, it's, I listen, got a chance to speak with, uh, saw him online, saw him on there with uh, Kevin Garnett. I mean, he, he's got, listen, if you have a product <laughs> that wants to get tested, I think Ray has, has got, and got a chance to speak with his agent that is set it up. But no, I'm always talking about what NIL, Kevin, is how, how do, quote, the non P5s, G5s, teams that we don't hear about, how do they get their NIL? Well, there you deals? go. And, right, and there you go. You like, listen, man, it might not be cheese. But he definitely gonna have to get like a a storage space for all this stuff because I'm pretty sure his room, his mama like, look, boy, <laughs> you gonna have to find somewhere to put all this stuff. But hey, man, looking forward to chatting up with him. Hey, look, uh, th- we'll talk to him. I'm, I'm interested to see, obviously, because that's the first thing. It's about when you open this up. It's about opportunities, making opportunities, and uh, finding those opportunities that are out there. And he's done a great job of that. So we'll talk to him about that. Also, as we talked about mini camps next week, uh, we'll we'll look at what the Falcons have coming in because. They said everybody's supposed to be there, uh, right, including guys like Deion Jones and others who might be fighting for a roster spot before it's all said and done. We'll talk some college football. Lincoln Riley sat down, did an interview with uh, ESPN.com. He said some interesting things about why he went to USC and also some big college football news that's going to affect the Big 12 moving forward. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But Ben, ben the Braves, win it, do it again. We're up to uh, eight in a row, looking for nine, uh, coming into – uh, the ball game against the Pirates tonight. Max Freed, another great outing. Don't look now. All the ten, we're ten games back. Braves are <laughs> the Braves are <laughs> six and a half games behind the New York Mets coming yes. into uh, in tonight's ball game. So you're starting to. I said, hey, if you could make up a game a week, the Braves have done better than that. Mm-hmm. Mets are playing the Angels, mm-hmm. who have well, they've been rough lately. But again, if you come out of the weekend five and a half. Four and a half back, it's a whole new day uh, for the Atlanta Braves in terms of uh, long-term thinking for the rest of the season. You're certainly going to start looking at uh, the the wild card spots coming up in early July because you get to that all-star break, you're going to start eyeballing where are we at in relation to the to the wild card. I think going into last night, the Braves were a game out of the last wild card spot, so they're certainly in the thick of it there. And now you're closing on the Mets. And Ben, as you said, Braves are four-time winners of the National League East. They are the defending World Series champions. 
I think this is what you hope for if you are the Braves. You All of a sudden, you're feeling comfortable up there if you're the Mets. You look in the rearview mirror, and they've cut it almost in half. And you put the pressure on them to keep playing the way they've been playing if you don't want the Braves to catch up. Kevin, at the end of the day, don't look now. The Braves are doing what you said they were going to do. And, and I'm going to say this. We thought that the spark was going to be Ronald Queen Jr. Is it Michael Harris? I'm not saying it's what he does at the plate, but when you when you sure you sure it up that outfield, right? The bats seemingly are, you know are going. And listen, starting pitchers is playing with confidence. Uh, you know the bullpen is playing with confidence. All I'm going to say is Kevin. Somebody said, "Don't look now." Eight in a row. They, we said the magic number was three. Then you go four. Then you go five. Then you go six. The confidence that these these guys are playing with, the personality is coming out. You're seeing guys seemingly having fun. Listen, everything is better when you are a pro athlete and you're winning. Food tastes better. Wife is way more beautiful. Kids are way more tolerable, right? And I think right now, when you don't look now, Kevin, the reason why I say these uh, pesky Braves is, oh, the Mets knew. No, 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 let me say this. Uh, Braves on a win streak. I think the Phillies on a win streak. Right? This NL East is starting to pick up steam. You know why? Because everybody's chasing them pesky Mets. The Mets are not used to being in this, in this position, and I think the Braves are controlling what they can control. Yes, they want to catch the Mets, but look, man, we try to control. We can control, build on this momentum because the, the more momentum we gain, the more confidence we gain, the harder we're going to be to beat because it's going to be a fight to the finish. Make no mistake about it. This NL East, the second half, second half of the season, post All Star. Oh, it's going to be some great and, baseball. And I'm saying, play. don't look. I mean, a lot of people are focusing in the front windshield, which is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where you should. But ever since they changed managers, the Philadelphia Phillies have been playing excellent baseball. I don't think they've lost a game since they uh, you know fired Joe Girardi. So they too are. I think they're just right on the heels of the Atlanta Braves. Maybe a game behind the Braves. So don't look. Don't get too comfortable. Say, oh, Braves are closing in. You got to continue playing well because the the, the Phillies are right there on your heels as well. So, as you said, I think it's going to end up being a three-team race when it's all said and done. And, again, a lot of positive signs with this Braves team. You're healthy. Knock on uh, the closest piece of wood you can find. They are healthy. Your pitching staff looks to be settling in as far as what you have with Spencer Strider going tonight, Max Freed, Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton has pitched better, and, uh, of course, uh, Kyle Wright has pitched really, really Mm -hmm. well. Potentially. That helps you out on not rushing a Mike Soroka back, it, coming from two uh, Achilles surgery. I'm saying, but he's coming back from two Achilles yeah. surgery. So I, I, I'm more on the side of don't oh, rush him yeah, because caution. I know we've talked in the past with some folks about that, and it, pretty much if you have a third one, that's it. Like you, you're not going to be like there's no there's not much tendon left to work with. There's you, that, that's it. You're not going to be able to keep going out there. So uh, I wouldn't rush him back uh, and, and just see what you got uh, right now. Uh, in this rotation, which is really, really good. Really, really good. Kevin, the fact that we haven't mentioned Max Soroka throughout the entirety of the season, the fact that we don't even mention Freddie Freeman anymore, the only Christian Pache. Yeah, I thought, we, I thought uh, this team wasn't going to be the same. We oh, couldn't oh, win okay, without well, Freddie. Listen, the fact that Christian Pache still get a <laughs> ring, but he's, he's, he's on the Oakland A's sitting there sporting that bad. But, no, it, it just goes to show this farm system for the Braves is elite now. He's got, when they call him up, Hello, Mr. Riley. You know, hello, Mr. Harris. You know, hello, Mr. You know, hello, Ronald Acuna, and so on and so forth. These guys are big time because that's the pressure of playing good on a team that matters. A lot of guys get called up, but most of them get called up to a team that's irrelevant. You no, know, the Braves are one of the teams in the, in baseball, and they've won as of late 
hope that would be last year. How many teams ain't even going to scratch the playoffs, let alone win the World Series? The Braves were in the thick of it. I like the fact that the Phillies are playing well because it makes the Braves know, hey, dude, not only do we got to catch them, we got to keep them behind us. That keeps a, that keeps that healthy meeting. But the, the Mets know, hey, boy, everybody wants to be that, <laughs> that front runner. But can you keep that endurance up? Because they coming behind you. They used to be, hey, man, I thought you said they, we couldn't see the Braves. Yeah, well, we went to sleep and woke up, and there they go right there. Yeah. If you look a little farther, they go to Phillies right behind them. So let's get let, let's ride, but I'm looking forward to, the, yeah. to, the, to that stretch. Yeah, I look at it right now, and again, eight-game winning streak. You got the Pirates. Pirates have played okay. They're third in the Central. Uh, they're better than I think maybe some people thought. Still not a, a great team. Then you got the Nationals, and then you got the Cubs, who uh, are coming up on the schedule. I mean, this opportunity continues for you to go out there and uh, and play well. And uh, again, I'm not saying you're going to win 15 in a row, but that opportunity exists for you to maybe only lose one or two games over the next week or two. I mean, uh, it's out there. So uh, continue to play well tonight behind Spencer Strider and go for nine, ten in a row. Uh, again, it's kind of funny. The Braves couldn't win three in a row, and they went from not winning three in a row to immediately onto a nine-game winning or eight-game winning streak, potentially a nine-game uh, winning streak. And as you said, Ben, something we knew was there. We just hadn't seen it. Well, here it is. And you're living it night in, night out. It's awful fun to watch. We got a lot to get to here on this Friday. We'll chat with Raekwon Smith of Norfolk State. I'm going to call him Mr. NIL. Yeah. So many deals out there. How is he doing it? And just how does he see it as a guy? Again, because when it came out, Ben, the big thing was, oh, it's going to be Power 5 guys. Guys like they're going to get these, these deals. He is cashing, maybe not physically cashing, but he is cashing in on the NIL uh, age. Just interested to get his perspective on that whole thing. He'll join us when we come back. It is 3 and Out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. We are streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com as well. And you can catch us live video streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Good to have you along here. It's 3 and Out on this Friday afternoon. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, glad you're making us a part of your day. College football, college athletics, really. In that uh, a new age, NIL coming in, and we've seen it kind of run the gamut all across the uh, the world of college athletics. And, Ben, one big question you've asked since the beginning is, who's it benefiting? Who's it benefiting? Who, who are the guys that are going to be make uh, and, and, and women who are going to be able to make the most of it? And I think our next guest has been a guy that's certainly gone out and made the most of it. The, uh, the king of uh, NIL, uh, running back at Norfolk State, Raekwon Smith joins us here on 3 Now. Raekwon, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Hey, we're doing fantastic. We appreciate you coming on and joining us. Uh, when, when NIL, name, image, likeness uh, rules were, first came out, what went through uh, your mind? Because I know I saw you on uh, Twitter kind of uh, in, in fun saying, hey, only the P5 are going to benefit. That's not the case. You've signed more. Uh, you've got more NIL deals than anybody in, in college athletics. What went through your mind when that first became allowed? Uh, when the first went through my mind, I was just uh, really like, what is the NIL like? What is it like? I really didn't know what it was because it's new. So I was just scrolling on Instagram, and I was just seeing, like, other athletes just getting something. I, and I read into it, and I said, oh, all I got to do is, is DM companies and see if they'll work with me and everything. And that's what I was doing. Raekwon, when you think about when you think about what you just said, you said, "Okay, I, I'm kind of seeing what's going on," and everybody considers themselves to kind of be like a businessman or a businesswoman. Talk about the journey you've been on. Man. I see you on there with Kevin Garnett, and I see you open up products every other day. How much have you learned about this process to the point that where you say, "Look, man, I might not be getting what some of these other guys are getting, but I don't think they're getting what I'm getting either." Uh, the process is definitely uh, slow in the beginning. Just because, you know, I'm, I was at a uh, smaller school, so I just had to work ten times harder. 
So, and all I did was just really put myself out there and really take chances on myself, even though uh, some companies did reject and some companies didn't. So I just took chances on myself, and it turned out very well. What were you, What was your expectation? I, as you said, you're at Norfolk State. What was your expectation going into this? Like, hey, I just want one deal. And then what it was it, hey, maybe I can get a second. What was your kind of expectation on when you started this process that, of, of what was possible and what you, you thought you could do? Uh, my expectation is just basically just uh, see what I can do for real. Uh, I've been doing social media content since high school, so I've always been doing it. So I just said, I mean, I should really get paid for it now, so I just kept doing what I usually do. My expectation is just basically just, uh, really now is to get more uh, smaller schools and HCU, uh athletes on some type of deals and just learn how to do it from me so I, they don't have to go around act like they can't get it because they're not a power five school. And, he, and, he, and even with that, Raycon, I was going to ask you that. Now because you understand what the what the methodology is, what the process is, what goes into it, how much how much more comfortable are you helping other athletes in your position say, look, this is what I did, this is what's going to work for you? Because like you mentioned, I mean, you've been doing social media since you was in high school. Now that you are still utilizing that to get these deals, how many how many uh, potential athletes do you think you can help in your position? All of them. Anyone that need help. And Raekwon, you know, going to Norfolk State, you're talking about you went to a smaller school. I always said this. When I thought about NIL, I said this. If it don't help everybody, I don't want to hear about it. I We knew that the P5 quarterbacks at certain schools are going to get these big, crazy deals. But it's either college athletics or it's not. Now that you've kind of paved the way, I mean, obviously you still at school. How much more are you prepared to be able to say, look, man, when my football career comes to an end, I'm ready to be the face of making sure people in my position get the deals. And you said, and potentially down the road, what? who said no to you today, my potential to say yes to somebody else down the road. Uh, when it comes to uh, just helping after my career is over and everything, I got uh, I got I a way that I was going to help these, uh, I'm going to help athletes uh, get on deals. And just, just not really get on deals, just basically just how to, uh, conversate with a company, knowing what to say, know how to read a contract, and just know what to do for themselves and um, execute it the right way. We're talking with Raekwon Smith, Norfolk State, the king of NIL, and he's got more NIL deals uh, out there than, than anybody in, in college. And when, as been said, how, how much of this when you went into it was perception of everybody thinks, oh, it's hundred, $200,000, $300,000, $400,000 deals, million-dollar deals, and – it doesn't necessarily have to be that. How much of that was in, in your process was, look, it doesn't have to be the biggest deal. Go get a deal for yourself. Uh, beginning, I didn't do it for the money. I did it to help the brand. My only job was just, I just wanted to help the brand grow. I wanted the people to know different type of brands that smaller brands to so help them grow and everything. I didn't really do it for the money because, like I said, uh, it was bigger than the money, so... I really didn't look at it for the money. 
You said being able to read contracts, understanding that fine print, understanding the language of those contracts, and you said knowing how to knowing what to say uh, to these brands. How how far have you come along with that? Because that is the process. A lot of times people say, "Hey man, what do negotiations mean?" I got to know how to read the contract. I got to know what that contract really means, the statute of limitations, or what I can and can't do. But being able to talk to brands directly, how far along have you come with that? And how 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 strenuous of a process is that being able to talk to these brands? Uh, well, my major is uh, mass communication. So that helped a lot for my um, help with brands because I had public speaking, had a lot of journalism in my uh, class. So it just helped me uh, know how to uh, type a good email, how to conversate with a uh, company. And when it comes to the contract part, Either uh, it'll go through my agent or I'll send to compliance. Compliance read over it, and they'll just uh, let me know if everything's good. It don't break nothing, uh, no eligibility laws and anything like that. So that's how I go about go about it. Raekwon, how much did you learn about the compliance department? A lot of times when you in when you when you in college, I mean, you know, I'm trying to figure out just how to listen. I'm trying to figure out the game plan. I'm trying to make sure I'm a good athlete. I'm trying to keep myself the best athlete or the best player I can. How much having the compliance department that you can send contract you to say, look, you guys do these every single day. How much of a resource have they been for you? My compliance, Julia Scott, he's been a big help, big factor. Uh, like man, we we good like knows that uh, when it first came out, I told him how I wanted to do this and that, and he just said, well, he's going to work with me. I was like the only kid on campus uh, for a college athlete getting something, so me and him were just working together. Then now, we, now we're working on other uh, athletes getting something done too, so my compliance has been a big help during this um, transition. Kevin Garnett, saw you standing next to him, obviously, NBA Hall of Famer, greatest Minnesota Timberwolf of all time, Celtic, won, got a ring with the Celtics, and so on and so forth. What was that like? What was the process like that? Like, everybody would be love, love to meet KG, but you did it as a collegiate athlete. What went into that process? So, when I first uh, text message from my agent, he was like, uh, KG is having a TV series, and they want you to be the first person on the episode, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, AG, that's Karen Garnett. Like, a lot of people don't get to meet uh, NBA Hall of Famer. So I took the opportunity and was just very blessed. And I took my younger brother with me to California. Uh, enjoyed ourselves for three days. Uh, did my video shoot with him. And me and him had a good talk and everything. We were just talking about business. That's basically all it was about, business. And finally, Raekwon, when you think about your team, when you first get to college, you know, you're trying to be the best player you can be. You know, I don't know if you have, you know, uh, NFL dreams or, or, or professional football dreams with all the with UCFL and XFL and so on and so forth. Now, you coming out this thing, a full-blown businessman, really having a relationship with the compliance department, having an agent, being able to go out to California, you and your little brother. Man, what does it all mean to you? And now that you're walking, whenever you do leave college, you got to leave college again. Look, I'm going to leave with a mass communications degree, but I'm also going to leave with a business degree, even though I ain't have to go to business school. Uh, just very, very excited. Uh, my mom always told me to have a backup plan, and I, I think I found it. So either uh, football don't work or track and field don't work. I got a backup plan. I got a B, and D, and so forth, so on. So uh, I'm very excited for my future and what I got going on. So I can't wait to see what my future holds for myself. 
Raekwon Smith, Norfolk State, the king of NIL, joining us here on 3 and Out. Raekwon, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Raekwon uh, Smith joining us here on 3 and Out, Norfolk State. Again, I think he's gotten over, uh, been, I want to say over 65 deals, yeah. more than uh, anybody in, yeah. in college athletics. And to me, that that's one of the things that I think I appreciate. And, and these are the stories, Ben, that I like the most about NIL. It's not the... Again, I think the ones that I have more is like, hey, wink, wink, nod, nod. Here's a hundred grand that we've I mean, we've seen those. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the ones I like, where you see a guy at Norfolk State, and again, the, the, to me, this is what NIL was made for. Where like, hey, I have a thing I'm doing. I work with companies. I will help promote your products. I help promote your brands, and I can make money. Even if he said it wasn't about the money, of course, he's getting product. He's getting. There are things that he that, that he is working with uh, to enhance himself, enhance his experience. Again, that's hard work. That's betting on yourself, so to speak. Not only on the football field, but obviously yeah. uh, off the field. So to me, stories like this are like, hey, this is a guy that went out, did the work, yep. did the did the the, the hustle, as yep. the kids like yep. to say, and was able to get those deals. And as he said, he's at Norfolk State. He's not at Ohio State. Yeah. He's not, and he's a and, and he's a guy that has been able to work the most deals of anybody so far in in college athletics. I would call Raekwon Smith the blueprint. Yes, he is the king of uh, NIL, but I would call him the blueprint because I think he's 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 uh, he's showing you what the blueprint is. Think about what he said. He says, KG told his agent, hey, I want you to be on. KG got this uh, series going on. But what, what, what KG? Kevin Garnett. What? <laughs> They're going to fly you and your brother out to California. Y'all get to talk business. You are, you on his inaugural episode, which means that you are l- helping KG launch his series. You you out there with him. You And I think what happens is, Kevin, is – Brands are something you got to you got to seek out. Like he said, every brand I call don't say yeah. But now I know what to say when I go. I wouldn't know what to say to a brand if I'm trying to build my brand with them. I know I know I've I've seen contracts of different things, and I think who would have ever thought that him having a social media presence would be the way he goes about it. But the compliance office, the reason why I asked him about it was when you get drafted and you got to go, you got to get an agent. That's when you really see what the compliance office, at least mine. So shout out to you know, uh, shout out to you know, uh, Mike Speed and Ashley Bowman for what they did for me. But shout out to Raekwon Smith, man. He's doing it the right way. Think about it. I'm I'm making sure I partner with brands before I leave college. I'm 20, 21 years old. That's gonna be something I can go well into the future. And you you heard what he said, football player. And track athlete, he runs track and plays football. That's two different sports. He can potentially help get deals. Cause Kevin, you know, it's one thing for me to get deals. If me and you go to the same school, I say, Kevin, man, I'm trying to get you some NIL deals. You ain't gonna be like, no. You gonna be like, okay, <laughs> when and where. But shout out to Raekwon yeah. Smith, man, doing it the right way. Ben has a soft spot in his heart for track athletes uh, as well. At the end of the day, Ben's one of the few people, and I, I, I say this with all due respect. And I'm not even. And, and usually, when people say with all due respect, they're about to insult you. I'm not. With all due respect. Ben is one of the few people I know that will sit around. In the office, and he goes, "Watch this four by four hundred." Like I'm like Ben, what? He goes, "Watch this dude." He goes, "Watch this race." Like yes. you sit around and watch yes. like the track I, and field, and, all, and so you have respect. Of course, Ben set the world record in long jump when he was eight years old. I think I was. I think I was eleven years. Eleven old. years old. I, I don't, Third I was, longest I was, jump. I was, I was right there. I was right there. I was in. I was in Maryland. I got a chance. <laughs> I, got, I got a chance. It sent me to the. Uh, sent me to the finals. To the, I mean, to the uh, to the nationals at the University of Florida. Uh, way back when I was uh, twelve years old. Five years later, I was enrolling at the University of Florida. But I always got a soft yeah. spot. 
uh, for them track athletes because I know what they go through. And do and if it's any sport, I wish that if I had to go back to and do it again, it would not be track because <laughs> it is rough, rough, and even more rough. But shout out, I think the 2022 Outdoor NCAA uh, Track and Field Championship is going on right now. So shout out to every uh, collegiate collegiate team and player that, yeah. that is representing. And we give Ben a hard time. I don't really care how far he jumps. It's, <laughs> it's farther than I could jump. It's farther than I could jump, uh, hands down. We got more to come. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Come back. It's three and out. On this Friday, appreciate Roquan or Roquan. I keep saying Roquan, so Ray, Raquan Smith. Raquan, Raquan Smith, Norfolk State. We had some comments uh, there. Steve Gibbons said, "Look, he said it wasn't about the money." I, I, well, he goes, "No way, that's true. Why promote them without the money?" Steve, I will say this: He said it wasn't about the money to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, and also, I didn't take that to mean he didn't get anything. Exactly. I took that to mean, hey, when I if I were to say, hey, it's not about the money, but if you paid me a hundred bucks. I would do it anyway. Like, whatever. Like, yep. hey, I, I took that as I was out to get a deal. Come on. Whatever the deal was, mm-hmm. I would take it. And then, then you move that to try to get deal number two. At some point, it is about the money. Oh, of course. But at, that, at, but, a, at a certain point, because at, at a certain point, like he said, too, he goes, well, I got to learn about contracts. But I got to learn about how to talk to them brands. But the way I took it was... It wasn't about, I mean, people say it's not about the money and still take money. Of course. Like it's every, just probably not a huge amount. Is, every new contract is, well, listen, it wasn't about the money. The hell it wasn't because you just got $400 million, Mike Trout. <laughs> but at the same time. But the first, but, 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 but again, we've all been in situations where I once had a job offered uh, to me when I was first starting in radio. I'm fresh out of college. I'm looking for a job two, three months. I finally get a job offered. Was it the best salary ever? No, I said, look, I don't want to take it just because it's just because of the money. I needed experience. I needed this. Mm-hmm. So look, I, that that is when I hear people say it's not about the money. Meaning that doesn't mean I took no money. Come on, it just means it wasn't as much as people probably think you should take. Mm-hmm. It's all. I agree with what you're saying, Steve. But I, yep. I just look at it and say, look, when he said it wasn't about the money, no, I, I'm not saying he was promoting guys for free. But I will say in uh, in today's age of social media influence and stuff, sometimes it isn't about the money with, with, with certain uh, brand associations. It is, hey, you have followers. I will give you stuff. Yes. As, as you have said, Ben, it's kind of a new age of, hey, we make designer clothes. We want you to promote it. Will we give you some money? Well, would you rather have clothes? What do you mean? Do you want us to give you a whole wardrobe? And you yeah. show it off to Come the on. folks? Okay, that's not money, but but you are definitely hey, getting think, something think, in return. Hold on, but think about this, Kevin. No, no, no. This is this is what this is what Raekwon is really doing. If I'm a if I'm a athlete, if I'm a student athlete in college, and I go, dude, this dude got another deal. He got another deal. He got another deal. He got another deal. Right? You are gonna start saying to yourself, who is this dude? The guy that was sending this <laughs> KG, and he, and and this is true too. There are certain things that money cannot get you, and that is prestige. That is winning the perception battle. If every time, Kevin, if everything I wear, somebody gave it to me. Now, you know that, but the people that do, how does he, how does, and, and when you think about it, you kind of want both. Dude, I got 60-something deals. Half of them, if I got if I got a, a, a third of that money, and the rest of them is merch, and you coming to my closet, Kevin, let me show you this. You're like, is, Dude, what you doing all these TVs? Number one, they're not stolen, so you can stop, <laughs> so you can stop whispering. But I want to give you one, because I think we lose sight of the fact that trades for your for your for your name and like is just as big as the money because now that's product placement because you know what they start doing if I am said company Kevin you know what I'm doing hey man get in contact with his people why I mean he's doing it for everybody else 
to show you what I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what cell phone provider you are with, but if you but if you ever seen a Sprint commercial, that is the old T-Mobile dude. He went over there. <laughs> so, so to let you know, so that's all I'm saying. So, but shout out to Raekwon. He's done, and like you said, Kevin, he understands contracts and he says, I know what to say to the brands. If your favorite brand called your phone and said, Tell us why we should work with you. You couldn't do it. I like y'all stuff. I buy your stuff. That ain't enough. But now, these product placement is a big thing. So shout out to him, man. And now he's going to be doing it for other people. He's, that's a hell of a plan B, young man. So uh, shout out to him. But like I said, yeah. Kevin, you know, if somebody want to give us some, you know, products, you know, Kevin say, listen, you know, I mean, boneless that's, that's, wings. That's not about the money either. Bro. That ain't about the money. That's, you know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you blame. if we walk up in any spot, if somebody go, listen, everywhere you eat from now on, it's comped. For life? Yeah. I'm I'll good. take that. So just so don't think it's gotta always be about the money, but Steve, you are right. I mean, Steve, you are right. At the end of the day, he said it ain't it wasn't about the money at first. He ain't got sixty six brands. He got a couple of dollars, <laughs> I hope. I would hope. Yeah, it wasn't just sixty six, hey, I'm just hanging out. No. I would think again, if you're trying to start something, sometimes, hey, all I need is a deal. And that deal to facilitate a second deal. Because what's the biggest impetus to uh, getting a, a a deal done? Well, if you already got one. Hey, obviously somebody else has of come to the table, of so we course. can come to the table. So I think uh, when when he said he's starting out, that's that's the way I took it at least. Uh, when he said it wasn't about the money, it wasn't about the money at the start. I'm about, and now I'm, about, I'm, sure I'm about to hit up his agent and say, "Look, man, if y'all I'm sure. running out of room in the storage room, <laughs> all that stuff y'all got, I can I can sing it at you. Slide slide me a little bit my way. Hey, we got more to come here. It is three and out. Take three right around the corner. Uh, we'll talk uh, mini camp. We got another billionaire athlete out there with a B. We'll tell you about that. Also, a lot of college football talk coming up in the final hour of the program. It is 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here, 3 and Out, on this Friday. we got Take 3 coming up around the corner. Also, we have a new billionaire in the professional athlete realm. We now have had three uh, athletes become billionaires with a B, big-time money. And we just added another one. To the list. So we'll talk about that. Falcons mini camp coming up next week. What are we looking for out of the Falcons when the whole roster has to be here? As Ben said, they can now start taking your money uh, officially uh, oh, yeah. next week. I, I know I saw uh, you know ESPN was uh, talking about Lamar Jackson didn't come to voluntary OTAs for the first time in his career. Well, that word voluntary is in there. Come on. You got an MVP in front of your name. Say it. Sometimes. I think you get a little bit of you get a little bit of a pass. And could he be doing it because yeah, maybe trying to send a message he wants a new and deal? And I think he has the best record for a starter since entering the league. I mean, he you don't you don't want to do this with Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's well, and he up for a new deal too. He is I up mean, for a new deal. Now, so, now, 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 the, the going rate for a fifth year quarterback that was the first round. It's around twenty three, twenty four million a but, season. A but, season, not total. Yeah, a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A season. But when you start saying guys are making forty million, forty one million. And they don't, you know, so if you are Lamar Jackson, I will say that if you are in the Jackson family, it's okay. He's going to get his cheese. <laughs> Why? Because Dak got his cheese. Because Kirk Cousins got his cheese. If it's not for the Ravens, Deshaun, you will get it from somebody. Because Deshaun Watson got his cheese. Does Dak have a? And he may not even be able to play. Yeah, does Dak have a regular season MVP? No. Does Deshaun Watson have a regular season MVP? No. But the greatest bank robber we've ever seen is Kirk Cousins. Because <laughs> he only plays for guaranteed money. Okay, I want one of them deals. I want one of them deals. Oh, yeah, Kevin, when we look at listen, if I ever sit down with Kirk Cousins, I'll go. When did you realize I can only pay for guaranteed money? 
I'm a quarterback. <laughs> and you would think that everybody go, listen, what kind of deal you want? I want a four-year. I want a three-year, $95 million deal fully guaranteed. Wow, that's what Kirk Cousins got. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and after that, I want another three-year, $100 million deal. Well, as you were fond of saying, uh, the, 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 and again, people see this, people see the number yeah. when you get these mega deals. Like, yeah. oh, you're going to get $187 million. No, that's what they said you yeah. could get. Yeah. That's we're only going to give you what we're promising. Kirk Cousins says, Kirk Cousins looking like, he goes, listen. Don't give me all that incentive crap. No. Because <laughs> I'm not going to I'll them. take less money as long as you give I me all want, of it. Nigga, Kirk, listen. Give me three years, $80 million, fully guaranteed. Fully, fully. All of it. Boom. They said, cool. On to the next contract. Because Kirk Cousins said, look, man, does it really matter? Does it really matter about <laughs> Pro Bowls and Super Bowls? Like, seriously. Like, like if, we, if we're being honest. Hey, man. First team all pro, yeah. Second team all pro, you was the MVP, yeah. I got chips. That's what I got. So, Kirk, no, Cousins, I, and, and this is the thing. Check this out, Kevin. In that draft, in that draft with Kirk Cousins, guess who they draft the number two overall? They draft the RG three. Who's still playing football? Kirk Cousins. Now RG three is still doing his thing, but I'm just saying, Kirk Cousins was a fourth round pick. They drafted him and RG three that same year. They didn't Washington Redskins, not Commanders. But Kirk Cousins saying, "Look, man, Kirk Cousins went." He went league minimum, league minimum, league minimum, came to starter, franchise tag, franchise tag. So he went $25 million, $25 million, went to went to Minnesota, only been playing for guaranteed money since then. All my money's guaranteed. Basically, Miss Cousins, she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we good. Just saying. That's, a, that's what it all comes down to. That's it, but no, I mean, look, uh, but you see, you see some of these, this is when you get into – as you said, next week, the mini, the mini camps, which you have to show up to. Yeah. Or they can start taking the money. And that's oh, yeah, why yeah. You, you people said, is Deion Jones going to show up? Well, it doesn't matter if he's injured or not, right? Yeah, you yeah, you got to show they, up. They, well, the, the, and, and the thing about it is, too, like this is when the business of football is really starting to take shape. You're really starting to see how things really go. Everything's getting ramped up a little bit. Because, look, you still got a long ways uh, before training camp starts. About but, a month, right? Yeah, but, but I think what happens is, you know, I want to see how this thing really is. I want to see how these these pros really go about their business. I want to see why the best players are was the it, best players. Is this the wake up call when you were a rookie, or was it actual training camp when you could hit? Oh, it, it, it was it was training camp. It was training camp. But I think sometimes you get to see why certain guys are the way they are. Like the way Steve McNair used to go about his business, and the way Keith Bullock went about his business. And you know, I mean, I, Kevin Carter and so on and so uh, uh, guys like Drew Brennan and uh, Drew Bennett and uh, Derek Mason. Like Derek Mason, and I kid you not, I, I play with a lot of wide receivers. You could not cover this dude. Put him on the outside, couldn't cover him. Put him on the inside, couldn't cover him. And the thing about it is he just goes about his business, whatever they ask him to do. I think that this is where you realize I'm not better than these dudes. You be like, man, how you been in the league 10 years? Go to mini camp and see how they do. I, I saw this. We put in a play one time, and we going to fool the whole defense. We fooled 10 guys. Keith Bullock said, nope. He told Norm Child, this ain't USC, Norm. I ain't UCLA. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, so, but shout out to the men. Uh, listen, coming from a guy that never skipped anything, OTAs, no TAs, I'm there. I ain't. I, I mean, not I that it matters if it's me. voluntary, but why do guys skip stuff? Uh, Obviously, I think in Lamar's case, it might be just to send a little message of, hey, it's new deal time. Yeah. So. Where's my money? That's it. I mean, and again, people say that like it's bad. It's like, well, it's voluntary. He'll be there when it matters, right? When it's, yep. hey, you got to show up. But yep. just a little, hey. Just a little quick reminder, fellas. I'm not gonna be here this week. Why? Why are you not here tomorrow? Uh, last year, my deal. Yeah. I think we can. Uh, you owe my agent's number, right? Yeah. Let's let, let's start In talking the about this. In the history of the Ravens, how many times they had a regular MVP? That would be Lamar Jackson. 
They haven't had one without him. Him is money. Move on. <laughs> We've got so much to come here. Hour two, right around the corner. We'll get to take three. Falcons have mini camp next week. We'll talk about what they all will be looking for uh, in that little mini camp when you have like the full roster there. We have a new billionaire in sports. We'll talk about that. And a big pile of college football news to talk about in the final hour of the program, including one conference getting bigger a little bit earlier than expected. And what does that mean for some of the other leagues in college football? We'll get to that coming up in the final hour of the program. But it is three and out on this Friday. Hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you at Pigskin Radio, streaming live as well, ESPNCoastal.com. Also the ESPN app. So if you're in your car, hit us up on the app. Uh, hit us up at ESPNCoastal.com. You can stream us uh, in your car, your office, wherever you may be. Or you can look at our smiling faces uh, here on a, uh, on a Friday. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. ESPN Coastal on YouTube. And you can catch Second Down, uh, Three and Out. Any of our uh, original programming that we have will be right there on that, uh, that channel, ESPN Coastal, on YouTube. We take three when we come back. Hour two around the corner. It is Three and Out on this Friday. Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Again, good to have you along. Kevin and Ben, we will be right back. Good to have you along here. It is three and out. Kevin and Ben on this Friday. A lot to get to here this hour. Falcons minicamp coming up next week. We got a new billionaire in the Billionaire Athletes Club. It's only, right now it's only three. I, I feel as though as the years go on, that's going to grow. Yeah. But right now it's only three. Yeah. Very three. exclusive club. Uh-huh. There are, fewer, there are fewer quarterbacks in the Georgia National Champions Club. Come on. But. The Billionaire Athlete Club, very exclusive. We'll get to that coming up here in just a little bit. But, Ben, let us uh, take three here on three and out. All right, take one on this Friday. The Angels, they have since won a game, but they, they, they were in the middle of a 12-game losing streak, and they turn to Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Look at this photograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. They were in Nickelback. Everybody in the lineup got a Nickelback walk-up song to break the streak. I didn't know Nickelback. I, a lot of people would say Nickelback. They got that reputation where, like, everybody loved Nickelback, and then they were the worst band ever created. And now there's thousands and millions of people quietly listening to Nickelback in their cars going, that's actually pretty good. Anyways, they turned to Nickelback to break the streak. This is the longest question in the history of Take 3. It didn't work. They lost again. They have since won. But they lost uh, 12 in a row. What band or group would you use? To break the slump if you were in charge. Okay. Now. And a lot of debate about this. Yeah, this will go a lot of ways. I mean, I'm just saying. The the Angels got literally two unicorns (laughs) on their team. Right? But Beyonce is one, you know, probably the biggest artist in the world. She got song after song after song after song. And I was going to pick a lot of them. I was thinking about partition. I was thinking about, you know, I was saying drunk in love. You know, I was thinking. But Kevin. Beyonce has a song with K-Dot, a.k.a. Kendrick Lamar. The song is called Freedom. In the song, she go, freedom, freedom, I can't lose. Freedom, where are you? She says, <laughs> she says, she says she'll say, I'm going to keep running because the winner don't quit on themselves. And the thing about it is, is you got, you, if you haven't heard it, you need to listen to it. I just like the fact that you got two great artists. You got two, listen, they got two unicorns. That's two unicorns. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar is a unicorn. Beyonce is a unicorn. When you look at how big they are, they got a song called Freedom. Freedom, Freedom, where are you? Freedom, let me loose. Because they need to be free from something right now. Get out of their head and do something. Because, like you say, Kevin, we, we, we said this, right? The Angels have two, they have, no, they have arguably the two best players in the sport. 
and they lost twelve yep. in a row. They didn't. They went to. They, they they went to the nickel. I am a believer in negative enforcement, Come reinforcement. On. So when when you ask me this question, when we ask Christian this uh, out in the in the hall in between, say, hey, if the you know, the Angels turned a nickel back to try to get everybody going, it didn't work. I said, no, you can't. He's like, you got to play something positive. I'm like, no, you don't. You go negative reinforcement, which is I'm going to rickroll everybody. Rick Ashley, never going to give you up. Everybody <laughs> everybody that comes up to bet is going to hear, gonna... never going to give you up. <laughs> Everybody's getting that until we win a game. You don't want to hear that crap anymore? Win. Win. You, you, you want to keep losing? We're going to keep hearing him. I'm tired of listening to it too, but you know what I'm really tired of? Or, Losing. Or, so I, I'm, or, I'm going with that. Negative reinforcement. Or, or you go to T-Pain. All I do is win, 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 no, but no you, matter but, what. But all you do isn't win. I know. All you do is lose. Everybody's hands go up. And, no, and listen, listen, and when he does that, <laughs> nobody stick their hands up. Like, nobody. The fans just look at you and go, and we don't stay there. Let's think about it. We go, we all stay, I do is win. And, and we stay go, Everybody's hands go up. And you stop. You look, and the fans are like this. Once again. Yeah. Once again. Freedom, freedom. Obviously, you got uh, Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar. Like Kevin said, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to give Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around. Because that's what we're doing. We're, what never, we're, we're never running around because we don't win the games. We never give up, but we still lose anyway. No, listen, 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 we will you, let you down. You know, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be. But I, I'm no, a friend of going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, the Carmen Dink and Bullwinkle. <laughs> Hell <laughs> To the no, hey, no, no. He's going to play that Hell one, yeah. to the no. Hey, I, I'm just big that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I like that, though. But at the end of the day, Kevin, you're right. Listen, basically what Kevin just showed Maybe you is go with, uh, people say, hey, do you kick people when they're down? It depends on who it is. Yeah, if you're the Angels and you've lost 12 in a row, <laughs> maybe you go with, uh, uh, what is it, Nate? What is it, Psy with a Gangnam style? Hey, we're just going to keep playing Gangnam style. <laughs> if you get sick of this crap, win a game. And oh. we'll quit playing. We'll quit playing. Right? Hey, if, if you want. Uh, I know what it is. Just to get on Kevin's nerves. Hit a home run. Score a run. I don't care. Baby shark did do. Why <laughs> oh. not? Oh, God. Kevin goes, oh, my God. Please get a win. I might go punch somebody <laughs> and say, let me hit or something. If y'all don't win tonight, uh, I'm telling you, might, might have to give up my fandom. But, no, moving along. Take two. LeBron James uh, recently on a, uh, a podcast said he wants to own his own team. Mm-hmm. In Vegas, preferably. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vegas is a fun place to be. Yep. I don't know if he'll own one in Vegas, but will LeBron own a team in the future? I'll, I'll make it more specific. Will LeBron own an NBA team Absolutely. in the future? Yes. And this is the thing, right? I think it's probably going to end up on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think it's probably already in the works. Now, he said— Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers have to be for sale, though. I mean, well, is that, well, well, yeah, if you yeah, have expansion teams potentially? Yeah, yeah. but this is the thing. He said, I want, to own a, I want to own a team in Vegas. Now, Kevin, only the team can mean a lot of things. We have the decision 2.0. No, I, I bought the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we're moving to Vegas. And we're moving to Vegas. <laughs> it's the Vegas Cavaliers. Like it really wouldn't matter if the if Cleveland Cavaliers moved. Yeah. Boom. But I think he is going to get a team in Vegas. I think there's already a team there. Now, can owners sell a portion of the team? Sure they can. Can they be can they be majority owners? Sure they can. There is a one. Magic Johnson. He owns the LA Lynx. Piece of the Dodgers. Piece of the Dodgers. Yep. But that, but but this this also people go. How does Magic really make his money? You know what USC plays? Yeah, he owns all all the concessions. Huh? Does he own all, movie theaters too? Yes, he owns Magic Theater. He, I mean Starbucks, <laughs> different things. You know, when I heard when I heard uh, when I heard Magic Johnson say, "Listen, man, the only thing I had to get used to with a, with a Starbucks is the scones." I didn't know what a scone was. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what it's I, I mean, it's just a lot of bread with, I guess. with some type of flavor in the middle. You know, like a, basically a rectangular biscuit. That's what I think it is. But, uh, no, Kevin, he is going to own one in Vegas. Why? Because I do think – see, LeBron is in the 1%. LeBron is in the know. He knows the kind of stuff that's coming. We don't. We're not privy to it. It's cool. When, you're, when your financial advisor is Warren Buffett, you know what the hell's going on. You know what's coming. And just like Tiger Woods, he is an active billionaire. Like, I mean, think about that. LeBron be like, man, congratulations on your deal, man. Well, you, well LeBron, he's with your company. He is. <laughs> Maverick, Maverick just negotiates it. No, no, no. But I do think he's going to own it because, Kevin, think about it. What else is he going to do? LeBron's not going to go and commentate him. Like, he's not going to work with the inside of the NBA. What's up, Do you Chuck? think he will be a majority owner? Yes. Because the reason. No, I'm not, I'm not, and the only reason I say, and I'm not saying this to denigrate LeBron, but you just had a dude buy the Broncos for four and yeah. a half billion. LeBron has one billion. Yeah. This dude just spent four and a half billion on the Broncos and has. Fifty billion I, I left think, over. I think, I think the I think, so, the, I think the thing I think the thing about LeBron is he knows how to. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying there's a difference of being the owner and being well, well, the well, majority well, owner just, in a lot I of these cases. Even if he's, even if he's not the majority owner, he's going to be the face if he is an owner, right? So hey, at the end of the day, if you are, if, if LeBron is saying, look, man, I want to own something that's going to get this LeBron. For those of you who are saying LeBron going to go broke, no, 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 it's <laughs> no, not. It's not. Like You're LeBron, a sports team. That seems to be a pretty good payout. Yeah, and, yeah. And, LeBron, and LeBron signed. I don't know, but we're talking about deals. LeBron signed a lifetime contract with Nike. They got some. They, they got some building out there with his name on it. So he's, he's good. good for life. <laughs> with but no, he put it out there. LeBron is trying to reshape the narrative. I mean, you know, obviously Michael Jordan is the one that you know first you know first did it. But being a billionaire as a current player, going into year twenty. That's some crazy stuff. But shout out to LeBron, man. Shout out to Tiger Woods, man. You know, it's, it's good to be Tiger, LeBron, and MJ. It, certainly. That's why I always said when people were like, Michael Jordan's got a gambling problem. I was like, but what, what else does he spend his money on? Like, and, after and, he, and, after, and all he going to do is gamble a number that you can't beat. Right. That's what, all I'm saying is, you know, when you have lifetime deals with apparel, food, Come on. sport drinks. Come on. Uh, you know, and I mean, you, LeBron, you made, LeBron had his own production and you made company. so much. You made so much money. Like there are people that wear, not just Nike. They wear Jumpman. That's you. That is. Oh, oh and, and that's man. you. So, but I mean, so like after you've bought like car number six, come on, and house number two, come on. Like what? What else are you going to spend your money on? And they say that's this. what I'm saying. And like, they say this. They say that the richest, no, the most, the wealthiest people are cheap. Like, I mean, I don't know if he's cheap or not, but I mean. If all if if a majority of his money, I say majority of, of his quote spending money, it goes to gambling. We're like, he's getting food for free, man. Like like he's like everywhere I, he goes. Listen, like I, if I you was, were in uh, Chicago, I, you walk LeBron, in and you Michael I mean, Jordan. Uh, Michael you're not Jordan paying. Has a, Michael Jordan has a restaurant in Connecticut because he owns the WNBA Connecticut team. So the Connecticut team, and Connecticut, he right. owns it. I went to his restaurant. Big, they got they know big old massive steaks. It's it's Jordan stuff all around. Was it good? Yeah, I said, what's the average plate? The average plate, yeah, fifty bucks. That's the average plate. Michael Jordan knows how to make money, okay? <laughs> like it's it's cool. And wealthy people stay wealthy because of what what they buy, not that they buy. They buy real estate. They buy teams. They buy products. That's forever. I'm just saying, LeBron got to a billion dollars not because he don't know what the hell he's doing. People, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think he's gonna own a team. Yeah. I I think it. I think the most logical one would be an expansion team. Yeah, where you could pro and I. Please don't take this the wrong way. Where you could probably get it for cheap. Yeah. When I say cheap, like it's still gonna be like like eight hundred million or something. Yeah. But 
like relatively, I you go go try to buy the Knicks. Well, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But oh, so, yeah. so when I when I say oh, that, oh my God, when won't. I say that, like your best shot to be the majority owner, I think as LeBron James would be retire. Hey, NBA is going to start an expansion for, uh, uh, franchise. Hey, we think about put because I've heard Portland and Vegas might be if the NBA expands by two franchises. Uh, no, not Portland, Seattle. Excuse yeah. me, and Vegas might be the two places they want to uh, mm-hmm. to expand. Seems to me like that will be. Seems to me that will be your best bet to buy because again, you just again, you just saw the Clippers sold for two for two billion. Yeah, LeBron don't have two billion. No. Now, obviously, these guys when you when you say I bought the team for two billion, you don't walk in and plop down two billion in a a suitcase and give it to somebody. (laughs) You say, look, I will pay you out. It's like anything else. I will pay, but still, LeBron doesn't have two billion. Worth of assets at this point. Yeah. So I think the best bet would be buy an expansion franchise that has really oh yeah if, potential if, value, but not built-in value. If you can get an expansion franchise for anything under a billion dollars, that means LeBron he go, he's going to give the biggest chunk to be the majority owner, and he and he kind of like and, and and at the end of the day, once again, Kevin, I mean, outside of you know, teams don't come up for sale uh, pretty, uh, yeah. too often. Yeah, you own it. You ain't letting go. I mean, you know. Walmart I already got all the freaking merchandise and products. Got it on the teams. Okay? I was gonna say you're not gonna have any problem finding uh, yeah. finding a uh, a Denver Broncos jersey at Sam's Club. Apparently, uh, moving forward. <laughs> which which would magically? What? Hey, every every how come how come every I, how come every Walmart and Sam's I walk into has a Russell Wilson jersey in it? I don't know. I guess because because they're gonna sell way more <laughs> than the, the NFL that, shop. Because the guy that owns the team also owns the store. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I, all right. Moving on, take three. I'll be honest, Ben. I, you you gave me a take three question. I already forgot what it was. So, oh no, this I don't. Is, I, 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 I get to ask this. I normally write question. these down, no, no, I and I didn't. Take the, I take the question is this, Kevin. All right, in the time we are in the days of nil. Right. A one, Kevin Thomas is in college right now. We're in college right now. We're gonna keep it right now. Yeah. What brand would you try to? What brand would you try to attach your brand to? This is not the money one. This is mostly I want the brand uh, trade. I want the you know. I want you to. So what brand or brands? What they want Kevin Thomas seek to be associated with, affiliated with, tied to? I mean, if if it's yeah, there's two, I, I'm going to say two. I, I'm I'm totally stealing. I have I, there's something going on today, Ben. I have like <laughs> been, it's like Freaky Friday. I have been taken over uh-huh. by the soul of BJ Bennett with come some on, of the stuff I'm doing. Come today. on, you know it's like I, I I use the phrase "what people can't like things" uh-huh. earlier. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I you know I went yep. and now I'm taking two. You asked me for one, I'm no, giving no, no, you two. No, no. Brand so, or brands up. So I would you say, go. you know, obviously I'm going to go the car route because who doesn't want a car that's for the price of on the house? Come on, you know, I I would so I would do that. I would say, give me, I mean, that gum. I mean, the the, the trucks now are like eighty ninety thousand oh, dollars. So I you know I'll take I will take a truck, and then obviously if you want to tie it in. We have a tie-in. I'm trying to think of the. There's plenty of companies that could do that, but maybe go to like a, uh, uh, like a Mary B's, and another company. And what are we going to do? Hey, with these biscuits and gravy. Come that's on. What you have, or you know, just say, hey, put my face inside the Cracker Barrel or something. Yeah. And be like, yeah. They served this all day, people. Yeah, yeah. All day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every day. Now think about it was good. Now think about what you just said. Now see, that's what I mean. When Actually, I say- the best one I ever had. I'm not. Best one I ever had was in South Florida. And honest to God, Ben, the uh, they said, "Hey, as a, we got breakfast in this place. I'm trying. I don't want to say the name of the, the restaurant wrong, so I'm just not gonna say it. But we ordered. You know, we didn't even order breakfast, and they said, "Hey, your meal comes with." Biscuit and gravy kind of before. I don't know if they called it a starter or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm thinking, you know, a little thing. Ben, they come out with a bowl 
it's got gravy in it. I said, where's the biscuit? They're like, it's in there. I was like, it's in there? They're like, yeah, this thing is like this big. You can't even see it in the bowl. It's covered up. It's amazing. That's my NIL deal. I was like, what do you mean? At me on Twitter, at Biscuits Gravy, man. It's like, this is, it just works. So that would be my two. And I think that would be pretty good. Pay me for the, pay me for the food. Let me ride around in the car. Something that'll roll me around after I eat all those yeah, biscuits yeah. and gravy. But yeah, I think that uh, that would be my two. My, 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 mine is simple. Mine is simple. Okay. Never I'm going to give you a I would, I, I would want, I would want, right, to partner with New Era. Because I buy so many freaking hats. I want to, <laughs> I do. I, I mean, want, at this point, the Braves should be paying yes, you I, I at this point. Part, I would want to partner with New Era, right? Then, because the thing is, like, you know, we be overthinking things and things of that nature. Look, if they told you, Ben, we, want, we got this great promotional campaign, you got to wear this Georgia hat. Are you canceling the deal? Oh yeah, the deal is canceled. They, they, they I don't get texts pay. all the time. It's they, like, they, can you get Ben to say "Go Dogs" or anything? I'm like, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. You know, but you know. if you had a license, just like Ben, you're from Georgia. You're in the state of Georgia. Yeah. We want you to market these hats to people, but we need you to wear a Georgia Bulldog hat. I'm like, is, is I the say, deal well, over? Yeah, I said. I said, well, I'll probably you know catch a rash, <laughs> bacteria or something. Couldn't do it. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I listen. I, I would do this. I would partner with New Era. No chance, want, just to put it on your head no, for a picture. No, not no, doing it. No, not doing it. But what? A, how much money would it take? Oh, we talked. We've been talking all week. Oh, Lib nah, tour. How much now. money would it take? All right, now with the money now. Hey, how much money would it take, Ben? How much money would it take to put you in some Georgia gear today? I need. I need some of that. I need some of that. That <laughs> Lib money. That, <laughs> that, that, that much. It's gonna be. It's gonna take. It's gotta have some. Because the thing. M's. It be M's. You know, because what because what happens is. You know, cause you know, cause what happens is Kevin, man, it becomes it becomes that it's 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 what lives on forever. I'm a part of the recruiting and everything, but 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 this is the thing. No, too. This, it's not. But they're paying you to promote the, the hats. Thing, like, I, I would want to partner. I would want to partner with. They want you to show off their collegiate uh-uh, gear. No, like, uh, it'd be like hey, welcome to. Would the, you wear uh, an Alabama hat? Uh uh-uh. uh I already got accused of it one time when I went to the SMU. Oh no, I'm saying I'm I'm just running down no, the list. Nope. Tennessee hat. Nope. South Carolina hat. Nope. Would you wear a Vandy hat? Not Vandy. <laughs> That's not offensive. It's, 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 it's really not. Like ain't nobody, okay. gonna, ain't nobody gonna be tripping like that. Okay. Auburn hat. Would you nope. wrong? Nope. So the whole SEC is out besides Vandy and Florida. Yeah. Ain't nobody. I'm not. I'm not doing it. You know, what about got, a Texas hat? They're nope. not in there yet. Not Texas. Not Vince Young and I'm not doing it. All that horns up <laughs> stuff. I'm not doing it. I mean, and, and and that's the thing, right, Kevin? Like I said, it'll it'll definitely be like new era. I mean, you talking about a food spot or whatever, man? You know, I mean, I'm gonna definitely partner with some type of uh, some type of like a supermarket because what, ha- Kevin? You said something. What if they put you on a menu for life? You go, nope. no, no, this is on the menu for life. Yeah. My, Somebody says. Unfortunately, I, I think for like Thomas. Cracker Barrel, they would be like, we want people to eat. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that guy's. Fair. No. All right, listen. <laughs> I, I I I'm trying to get to the number here, Ben. What would it take for you? Because. We've already seen Emmett Smith at Sanford Stadium wearing a Georgia jersey talking about Go Dogs. Ridiculous. No, no I, I'm just saying, but he did it. Uh-huh. And I don't think he even got paid for it. Didn't do it because his, 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 his son, who ended up not going to Georgia anyway, and like all that. Listen, and, and like, my, my, <laughs> listen, my, listen, my son is 13. I hope he gets recruited. I hope he goes wherever he wants to go. And if my son wants to go, that's different. I got to do it. But if they want to pay me, what? Gonna- okay, what if if would you do it if I got like David Green? To also have the lid sponsorship, and y'all just switched hats. Yeah, he wore the Florida kinda, hat, and you wore the Georgia hat. It's like, like uh, hey, kinda, we're here to support it. Kind of like a, no, kind of like a like commercial with uh, David Ortiz is sitting there. What's the old Yankees uh, 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 great uh, bat catcher? 
You talking about Yogi Bear? No, 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 the, no. The no, catcher no. Jorge Posada. Jorge Posada was sitting there saying, "Hey, man, do you?" He said, "Well, I'm a, I'm a catch. I never have to wear it." And uh, he puts he he puts it on Ortiz puts it on his head. And and uh and uh Wally, I get I get Wally, I guess that's the uh that's the boss of Red Sox. He sees him with the hat on and he drops out of bed. He's like, it's not what you think. He looks like, like I do that. Now, now, now you would be you would now, you, so now many people know, would feel betrayed. Now, you say I know. Something interesting. now, if you get a David Green, a DJ Shockley, to then put on a we got to switch him. Like okay, that's in good little, fun. You would, in good fun. That's different. But you by yourself not doing hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, no. Because Kevin, Georgia fans, let's put this together. I want to see Ben. Let me tell you something. How much for like a jersey? Would you put a Georgia jersey on? No hat, Georgia jersey. Listen, you, man, we pushing it. Ben is looking like Ben's like I'm about to fight you right now. I will say this: a big reason why I never got into coaching is what you're saying. That's why I never got into it. Because you don't want to be or get a job at another school. No, no, listen. I'm gonna get a job at Florida State, Georgia. And I'm on the like, but they're paying you though. They are, and, and, and you got to put that stuff to the side. But no, I'm in. I'm in. Listen, I'm in sports media for a reason. I don't got. The, I don't got to put right. aside. Nope. Kirby Smart, I need you to hire Ben for two days. Listen, put him in some official coach care, and then you can fire I'm, him. Listen, I'm taking this. Exactly. <laughs> I run out there. I got. Listen, I run out there. I got my. I got my stuff on the inside out. The G, the, G, the G got tape over it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will say this. For, for those of you who don't know, I, I'm not going to say the school that came, that was in the mall, uh, you know, one day. They was, you know, they was around the studio or whatever. Around the studio. And they were recruiting. I'm not going to say what the, what the school was in Georgia, but just say they were a rival to a school of, of, a, of a certain you know, a radio show host who and, and some hats were given out. Like, like I said, I'm not gonna say the school. No, a, no, no, that, no, but this did happen. And a, and, a, and a picture was taken. Now listen, listen, listen. Think now. I think about that was petty. I'm no, sorry. No, it was no, no, it wasn't. No, this is what this is what makes it not petty. When you are a fan of a college team, you cannot turn it off. Yeah, that it's always on. Kevin, Kevin, look at him like this. Don't come up in here. Uh, <laughs> hey, how you doing? We did. We had a coach of a school. <laughs> I'll share the story. I won't yeah, say what school, yeah. but we had a coach of a school come in, and he stopped by. He was in the area recruiting. He's like, hey, I'll come by and say, he- say hello to you guys. And we're like, all right, that's cool. So he comes in, and he hands out hats. All right, well, this will happen to be a rival <laughs> of a school that I'm yeah. you know, a fan. So he's like, how about we take a picture? And I look at Ben. I said, I'm not wearing a hat. I'm not, do- I'm not doing it. So, so I didn't. But well, that was, see, but that, see, that, that, that was petty. I, no, 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 I do, no, I do no, admit no, no, that. No, no. But it wasn't. Though. He just I'm, wanted us to take I'm the. I'm gonna tell you why it's not petty. Because there are certain things that you just don't do, Emmett <laughs> Smith. You just don't. Like, I'm blessed enough to be able to go around and speak at certain schools. Right? I've done. It. I've spoken at Tennessee. I've spoken at Vanderbilt, South Carolina. They wouldn't give you a shirt for the day and be like, "Hey, come." I, see, with me, right, this is my thing, right? I'd be like, listen, man. Trying to angle you I, in. I'd be like, I got on clothes already. I got to talk. You know? I think what happens is, right, I ain't never got to go to Georgia yet. I ain't never got to go to So Florida if you had State to speak yet. at Georgia and they gave you a polo and said, hey, just for the day, slap this on. Appreciate you coming. I'd be like, man. The, Not doing the, it? The company that I'm representing, we kind of got to kind of keep on. Not gonna do it. No, no, no. But listen, I, no, that's fine. I, listen, I'm, Kevin, listen, I'm, tr- I'm finding where the line I, is. Listen, when I turn sixty, and I'm still able to go out there and talk to players if they let me, I throw it on. You know why? 
Because no one's going to care. <laughs> no, you'll be over here. Yeah, that, that this old dude will be here talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but as of right now, because of my awareness, not doing it. Because at the end of the day, it's going to go viral. And I don't need my mama. Listen, I say this. Florida had, back when Florida could beat Georgia. We got to get back to it. When Florida beat Georgia, a friend of mine told me, hey, I just drove by your parents' house. And I seen a bunch of Georgia Bulldog memorabilia on the front lawn. It's at night. I called my mama and said, Mama, y'all got Georgia stuff in y'all yard? My mama said, my dad got out the shower, boxes on, T-shirt, and a robe, <laughs> runs outside, <laughs> looking at the lawn. She's like, get in this house. <laughs> I'm just making sure there ain't no stuff, there ain't no stuff on our lawn. <laughs> Play like that. What you think this is? But that way, you know. Let's take three. We got more to come. It's three and out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Oh, my goodness. It is Friday, thank goodness, here on uh, 3 and Out. we got a lot to get to coming up. Uh, final hour, a lot of college football uh, talk as Lincoln Riley sounds off on uh, going to Southern Cal. We've got some conference expanding uh, a little bit earlier than we thought. We'll get to that coming up later on in the show in the, the final hour of the program. But Ben, minicamp next week for the ATL. What are we looking for is we get the full team together. I mean, we already know we got Russell Wilson in waiting. Uh, out there, but you get Deion Jones, who might be fighting for a roster spot. Uh, Troy Anderson, who they drafted. Uh, obviously trying, as the Orlando Ledbetter told us, he's trying to get up to speed. Got to learn how to play linebacker uh, at the National Football League level. What do you expect from minicamp? Are, are we still not figuring anything out about our squad? What, what do you, you see happening here in these uh, short minicamps? I want to see how this uh, this offense is going to look, you know, under a guy like Alden Smith with a guy like Marcus Mariota, who has both an arm and wheels. I want to see how they're going to utilize Drake London. I want to see how the intermediate passing game is going to look. I want to see how this running game is going to look. The reason why I keep it all about the offense because that's where you got the most, I guess, the most experience. I know you still got Grady Jarrett. I know Deion Jones is going to be there, even though he's coming off of uh, dealing with an injury. I hopefully be back for training camp. I want to, Kevin, I mean, what? Kyle Pitts, 6'5", 6'6". Drake London, 6'4". Uh, you know, all the Tate, 6'5", 6'4". Uh, Brian L. was 6'3". Um, Cordell Patterson, 6'2". You got some big guys out there. And they want Felipe Franks. Will be playing tight end. Now, that's going to be interesting for me because I've never I've never really heard of anything like that. Well, I've we never... did. Tim Tebow last year. Oh, but, yeah, no. yeah. We, we saw that with ball, ball <laughs> So once before. before, and how did that work out? Exactly. And how, and how long did that take? <laughs> I, I, just, I just think for Atlanta, the curious case of Atlanta's offense this year, you didn't have a run game. Outside of Cordell Patterson, you have you have peaks and valleys, and not, not really nothing consistent. Want to see how the run game is going to look? But I, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a page out of the Orlando book. I want to see this whole line because with everything we're talking about, six two is your average height. That's your shortest receiver. You go six two, six three, six four, six five, six six. You got a quarterback, Marcus Mariota, who's trying to have a resurgence of his career. You're trying to have a running game that's going to be, you know, at least at least manageable or give you something to work with means nothing if you can't block. It means nothing at all. This offensive line is going to have to grow up. They're going to have to mature because if you can't block Atlanta's D-line, it's over with. If you can't block <coughs> excuse me, if you can't block Lorenzo Carter and company because I, I think sometimes we get so caught up in the sexiness of football the, give me the skill position guys, give me the tight ends, give me the running backs. How about those five guys in front of Marcus Mariota? That's that's football. Well, we know how they performed last year. Listen, and it's a thing, too. Not great. Running game, awful. Think about Atlanta. Couldn't run the ball on offense. Couldn't stop the run on defense. 
couldn't listen, couldn't 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 get in the end zone enough on offense. You can't even get to the quarterback on defense. You're gonna have to make improvement and a lot of guys, and I want to see some of these second year guys how to how they how you know uh Marlon Davis and the company, like how are they looking? Because Kevin, you didn't get outside of Kyle Pitts, it wasn't much to go off of in 2021 trap class. A bunch of come on, son. Now, AJ Terrell, obviously he's the you know, he's the he's the he's our lockdown cornerback. He's one of eleven. Grady Jarrett gets his extension. Deion Jones, you know, he like you say, is he gonna make the team out of training camp? But with minicamp, it's this is how we're gonna look. When that starting offense run out there, okay. Okay, Cordell, listen, if Cordell Patterson is a starting running back, he might be that for, for minicamp, but I hope he's not that come to start the regular season. But you got Damian Williams and company. I just want to see how this old line is going to look because receivers always come open when the quarterback gets sacked. That's what you know. Oh, my. Case in point, the last play of the Super Bowl. You know what happened? Joe Burrow almost got sacked. You know what else happened? Jalen Ramsey got burnt bad. Jamar Chase is going to hit his head on the goalpost. He is wide open. Not (laughs) open. He's wide open. But guess what? What they say? Man can't hit what his eyes can't see. Joe Burrow had to get off his point. Got sacked. Game over. Rest is history. Now you not now you know now uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know he, I mean he's coming back and then you got uh, you know Aaron Donald come back. New deal. Cooper Cup. New deal. Uh, uh, you add uh, you add Bobby Wagner. I mean I don't know who's doing the salary cap in L.A. But they must, they must be working on a they're basketball. Ma- they're a mathematical cap. wizard. Is what but, they uh, are. But uh, I do think Kevin's going to come down to the O line. I think they're going to have to start gelling. I think that if it's going to really decide what type of season you're going to have because you, the play calls are based on what you can do through the offensive line. If we can't open up holes, if we can't keep guys upright, I mean, if we can't uh, keep uh, if we can't uh, keep that pocket clean, it's going to be much to do about nothing. It's going to be it's going to be what we heard last year. Mike Davis looked real good coming out of camp. What happened regular season? Nothing. Wasn't his fault. Got to have got to have holes to run through. So I know we're going to make it about Drake London. Second year, Kyle Pitts, Marcus Mariota, Alden Tate, Brian Edwards. This offense, I know it's about Grady Jarrett, Lorenzo Carter. You're talking about, you know, Anderson and company. Can they block? Can the O-line create a new island scrimmage? Can they jail? Can they can they keep the pocket clean? And what type of offense are they going to run? Like, how is it going to look? Is it going to be complex? Is it going to be uh, get, getting uh, Marcus Mariota outside the pocket? Is it going to be RPOs? It's, it's just a lot of questions, which is good if you are a Falcons fan because there's a lot of intrigue. But you want to start kind of seeing how this thing will come together because you got a bunch of guys on one-year contracts. All to take, one-year deal. Lorenzo Carr, one-year deal. And the re- uh, 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 Casey Hayward, you know, uh, over there, you know, at, at the other cornerback slot, two-year deal. Uh, you know, uh, Tease Tabor. A lot of guys trying to keep their career together or extend their careers, but that's why we play. That's why we practice. Deion Jones going to be doing a lot of coaching from the sideline. But Arthur Smith, the jury is still out on you, sir. We don't know what type of coach you are thus far. So he sure. has a lot to prove, too. Yeah, and again, last year, what, one draft pick really got yeah. a noticeable and amount of playing time? Kyle Pitts, too, is can he, can he understand that for fantasy football, beautiful, incredible. Was greatest, he? But, he had one touchdown. Well, well, I mean, as far as points, he's still getting points each week. But this is yeah. the thing. The last game of the season – he needed to get a certain. He needed to get a certain amount of yards to break Mike Dicker's record. He didn't get it. Think about it. New Orleans said you ain't getting it. We ain't letting you get it. It's like a two thousand yard rush. You ain't getting on us. Well, yeah, nineteen hundred and what? They ain't getting on us. So Kyle Pitts got to know. 
Catches and yards is great. Touchdowns are everything. You get in that zone, you're affecting the, you're affecting the scoreboard, boom. And he and hopefully he knows that. But well, I mean, and that's where I think the jury's out on Arthur Smith. Like you're an offensive guy. And your number one draft pick, who was clearly, especially when Calvin Ridley went out, your best receiving option had one touchdown and the entirety and, and, of the and year. It was, and it wasn't in America. Yeah, it was, it was in it's London. And as somebody joked, you had to go draft London so maybe Kyle can score a touchdown. <laughs> it is three and out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here on this Friday. A lot of college football talk coming up in the final hour of the program. But, Ben, it's come time to our daily chat, our phone call, I guess, with uh, – with AC, who joins us here on uh, on Three and Out. AC, what you got for us today? Good afternoon. Thank you so much for taking my call. Happy Friday. AC, you should not be talking this fast on a Friday. It's the weekend. <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. This is my, I called Paul Feinbaum show not too long ago. I'm here to main event with you guys. Come on, now. I got all the energy, man. I can do this Saturday. I can do this Sunday. Passion, man. I, I appreciate the energy, but we got to understand what you're saying. you got to slow. Have the energy a little slower. I have a decaf coffee in the morning, and afternoon I chuck it down another one, and I just got crazy. Don't question me, man. Well, now I got to bring some energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you got for us? He's, I was told you had something about the uh, the Big 12 here. Yes, sir. Well, let me give you something. So, uh, as we learned, the, the Bearcats, Houston, and UCF are joining Big 12 in 2023, and I believe, if I'm mistaken, please correct me, Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to they're going to SEC in twenty twenty five. Am I correct? That is correct. So this is what's going to happen to Big Twelve. So the big boys are living Big Twelve. I'm talking about Texas and Oklahoma. They're going to leave Big Twelve. That means where are you going to get your revenue? Where are you going to get your ratings? Your competition? I think this is what's going to happen in the future. Big Twelve, probably Twelve and ACC, they might join fours again. Money talks. I mean, I don't want to say it over and over again. The Big 12 will be thinking about their concern. Texas and Oklahoma, they're the big schools, man. You leave. So what happens to Big 12? You flush it down in the toilet or some sort? Uh, this is where it comes in. If that happens, that means the pressure is on nerding, fighting Irish to go to ACC, or regardless, they're going to keep you out from the playoff spot. Because it doesn't matter what happens. I'm a certified bandwagon fan. I will jump on anyone's bandwagon any given day. Thank you so much for taking my call. I got to chuck down more coffee next week. Get on air and get some more headaches. Appreciate the call. AC, you don't need coffee. I will say you do yeah, not need, you do not need decaf, coffee. No caffeine. <laughs> you know. Water with ice. No, but it, look, I, I, we were going to talk about this coming up. The Big Twelve. Look, I to say you got to do this, you got to do that. I mean, it's happening quickly. But I think the landscape, Ben, is changing so quickly that there are so many scenarios of would I mean, what is the NCAA going to be in three years? And again, this is why I think some of these presidents are kind of in a pattern of what do we lock ourselves into? What I mean, you have Greg Sankey coming out, not seriously, maybe, but put out, hey, we could do our own playoff. Right. What does that entail? A lot of people are saying in order to really do it. You'd probably want to expand even farther and have like a mega league uh, at that point. So who who knows what the NCAA is going to look like come twenty twenty five? Much less the Big Twelve. I think if I'm the Big Twelve, I'm thinking like you a little bit. AC is it is who am I partnering with now? Yep. I.e. that alliance that came out with the Big Twelve, ACC, and Pac twelve. Who am I partnering with now? So if whatever happens, we are in a position to act uh, and react uh, because again, if the NCAA 
uh, ceases to oversee college football. Well, that's a that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Can you stay together and just play basketball, baseball, track, soccer? All? Probably, but you're going to go where your bread's buttered for yeah. football. Yeah. So I think if you like the conferences as they will be, you could probably stay together if it's just for those other sports, play it out and, and do whatever. But if it's just a football-only thing, that's where I think it's going to get very interesting, Ben. And, uh, again, I think to react to uh, the, the Big 12 and what they should do, uh, you're still a couple years away from that. Look, I know you said once Texas and Oklahoma leaves, who do they have? Well, you got Oklahoma State. And, and to me, here's the now intrigue of it all, Ben. Okay, so after this season, you're going to have teams come in. What better way to increase the profile of Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston then take a couple of dubs from those teams that are leaving, right? Oh, they're going to the SEC because they're big and bad. We just beat them, right? We're, we, we come into this league. So we are good teams, right? We, we, you're, you're saying they're the best we got. We just beat them since we've been in the league. So I think that would be part of the challenge there for the Big 12 as well. Well, and Kevin, I, the thing is too, right? Whenever you, the thing about Texas and Oklahoma, they don't need to do what other teams need to do when they coming over to the SEC because, sure. they, because they're such a big brand, two of the biggest brands in college football, regardless of regardless of conferences. When you talk about UCF, right? We're talking about Cincinnati. We're talking about Houston. They're gonna have to make sure they keep boosting their profile. Now, it, now Cincinnati looked real good in twenty twenty one, especially uh, you know going to the college football playoff. They cannot fall off. UCF. They had they had a recent run. They UCF was you know was pro, you know was uh they had they run before Cincinnati, Houston. I mean, good team, but doesn't really like move the needle. All you're right. They're gonna have to take some wins from those teams that's leaving. But at the same time, they're gonna have to make sure they keep trending upward because big brands, right, just need to make a decision. Other brands have to make sure. I mean, what is it about y'all, it's, it, Kevin? It's like, it's like we were saying. Why? If somebody would ask, man, what brand would you want to, uh, uh, you know, assign yourself to? They're gonna reach for the stars. They're not gonna get a brand that people are gonna say that brand, because you sure. want to get a brand that's already recognized. OU recognized Texas. So, so the state. I mean, uh, SC got two UTs now, right? <laughs> Just I'm like, gonna have a fight over who's oh, the and, real exactly. UT. And I, you know, you got. I mean, you got the Tennessee orange. You got the burn orange, right? But I think, I think the thing about now, I give the Big Twelve a lot of credit. They understand. Hey, man, we're losing two. Listen, we didn't even lose two. We lost. We kind of lost the big four, well, really the big three. We lost Texas A&M already. Now we lose to Texas and Oklahoma. You're talking about the Big Twelve. They saying, "Hey, we trying to do it by committee." I get it, but what they're really doing is location. That's what they're really doing. You getting Cincinnati, you getting Houston, you getting Orlando. Those are some big. Those are some big brands. But the thing is, the big. But people go, "Well, who's in the Big Twelve? Who is the big dog in the Big Twelve now?" That's going to be the big Oklahoma thing. Oklahoma State, maybe? Baylor? Yeah. I don't know. Oklahoma State, Baylor, you're right. Maybe, maybe TCU, you know, start, start playing, you know, better football. Who knows? But I, I but I give the Big 12 a lot of credit. They say, listen, we're going to do it by numbers. You know, we, we're going to do it by numbers. We understand that it's going to be an uphill battle because everybody's trying to be able to trend with the SEC. But I give a lot of credit, though. I mean, we'll, we'll see what we'll happens. Talk, we'll yeah. talk more about that. Uh, we got it uh, coming up in the final hour. We'll talk more about the, uh, the Big 12 and where it's going. Uh, coming up in the final hour, it's 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here, 3 and Out. We've got one more hour to go right around the corner. Tiger Woods, though, a billionaire, Ben. Billionaire with a B joins Michael Jordan and LeBron James. LeBron just got it, what, a few days ago, seemingly. Now Tiger Woods joins that, that club. And, uh, a billion-dollar athlete. And you go, well, how could Tiger turn down? Well, Tiger's apparently worth a billion dollars. Phil 
Dustin Johnson, not so much. <laughs> they will take the money. Tiger Woods, I'm worth a billion. I don't need it. I don't need to go. I, I don't play much now. I don't need to go over there for the high seven figures. I think it was the seven or uh, nine figures, I think. Yeah. High yeah. nine figures, uh, they said, for uh, for Tiger Woods. So probably five, six hundred million. Would have, probably would uh, they might have offered it. But, hey, he's worth a billion dollars uh, as it is. And he's one of those. I think we'll see a few more, uh, Ben, as the, the, the dollars continue to go up. But it's hard to believe. Like, we, you've played... Been, we've had professional sports in this country for so long, and you finally now have made billionaires out of professional athletes. I think LeBron was the first active athlete to hit a billion. Michael Jordan, obviously, with his brand on every single thing, hit a billion dollars, and now Tiger Woods in the three-man club. we got 20 seconds. Tiger Woods one of those guys, Kevin. Listen, he's bigger than golf. He, he's the only reason why most people watch golf. Congratulations to him. He don't need your money when you got a billion dollars. <laughs> Hey, Tiger, standard standard, uh, standard note, let us hold some. We're right here. It's three and out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Final hour of three and out here on this Friday as we take you up towards Braves baseball, Braves and Pirates. Later tonight as the Braves go for nine in a row. Looking forward to that. We'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But a lot of college football here in the final hour. Ben, I'm going to switch things up because we had – I've talked about it a little bit last hour, so we'll just do it now. Uh, the AAC, the AAC conference, as I have uh, been calling them over the years, has reached a deal to go ahead and let Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston dip on out. Uh, they're going to, uh, they got one more year in the AAC, which will be 2022. Obviously, it's, you're getting too close to the season. You couldn't just dip now and say, hey, in two months, we need a schedule. <laughs> Can't do that. But this will be it for Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida in the AAC conference. They will then go to the Big 12 starting in 2023. So the Big 12 is going to have 14 teams. Because Texas and Oklahoma not leaving until 2025. And people say, well, could they leave early? Because I've, I've been a, a, a proponent of that. And would the Big 12 actually come to some sort of agreement uh, to allow them to dip early? But there's too much money involved uh, to let them do that because you have Boston College, Miami left early. I think Texas A&M and Mizzou left early uh, to go to the SEC bin. Uh, we saw Marshall, Southern Miss, and et cetera. They left early to go to the Sun Belt. However, if they were to leave, they being Texas and Oklahoma after this year, you're talking a $38 million per year buyout. So that would be close to $80 million. Not doing it. That talks. Uh, so it looks like Texas and Oklahoma will be there, and you'll be in an expanded Big 12 with 14 teams in it, Ben. What will that look like for the next two seasons after uh, 2022, 2023, 2024? They'll have to play it out with 14 teams before they join the SEC in 2025. Uh, to me, if I'm Texas and Oklahoma, obviously you're going to the SEC. You want to ride that momentum. But if, as I said last hour, if I'm Cincinnati, Houston, Central Florida, TCU, if you're losing them anyway, if you're able to rip wins – on their way out the door, all the better for your rep and and things moving forward. Yes, and that ha- and that has to be uh, that has to be Houston more uh, so on the Texas end than Oklahoma. Oklahoma's been yeah, good. Texas has been trying to get back. Yeah. So Te- Texas is such a big brand, and the thing about it is too, Texas unfortunately has lost some of its luster because it hasn't been competitive with Oklahoma in a while. But it's still a huge brand, and they know that. Look, we want to have a we want to have a a, a a a incredible welcome party when we do decide to come over to the SEC. They don't want to be okay. We're, we're, you know, 
we're helping you build, you know, build your brand again. No, I'm adding to it. Because if Texas is winning, Kevin, and they come to the SEC, they're one of the biggest brands in the SEC already. Now, right now, it's more like, you know, uh, uh, brand recognition. Everybody knows, you know, about the Texas Longhorns. We get it. But it's not because of what you do as of late. It's just because of who you are. Case in point, the Dallas Cowboys. It's more brand than actual what you see on the field. Because they haven't won as like they haven't won since the nineties. I don't think Texas want that moniker coming in because Oklahoma right now, I mean Oklahoma what? They gonna win the Big Twelve. They just lost their coach. They added they added coach Vernables. We're gonna we're gonna see if they can stick to their winning ways. But you are right, Kevin, when you think about Texas, it can't be because your quarter because your running back got a Lamborghini deal. It can't be because you had a quarterback that start that's from the state of Texas, went to Ohio State, and now he's a starter. It has to be what are you doing on the field? Right, no absolutely, more, yeah. No more, no more we're we're back stuff. Well, where the hell you been? Because the whole thing about it is <laughs> That's true. Because the whole thing about it is, Kevin, Texas has the pick of the litter in the state of Texas. They're gonna get the best players out of the state. They're gonna get the recruiting. They got the facilities. They got they got the alumni. They got the money. They got the resources. They got it all, but the product on the field. And you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma is only good. I mean Oklahoma's only Oklahoma is really, really good in football. Oklahoma has, as of recent, two back-to-back number one overall picks, number one, and uh, and our Heisman Trophy winners. I think uh, Baker Mayfield recently had a statue unveiled for him. So they got that part. What Texas is going to have to understand is, look, you're going to have to try your best to win the Big 12, but it, either this year or next year, because, Kevin, this is the thing. With the, $38 million is some big buyouts per, per team, huge. Absolutely, but yeah. depending on what happens in 2022, 2023, could the SEC come and say, look, man, it's one year dip. I you mean, know, is it, it because the thing is the NF, I mean, the the SEC worries about two things: its reputation and controlling the narrative. That's what they do better than any other conference. When the SEC does stuff, it's national news. What happened with the Pac-12 yesterday? I don't know. What happened with the Big? I don't know because they don't move the needle like the SEC does. Texas wants to come into this thing saying, "Hey, man, because Kevin recent bias is what is what every team wins." If you just started watching college football, you think Cincinnati is a powerhouse. They're not, but they was in the 2021 uh, college football playoff. You know who's never made the college football playoff? Florida. You know who's never made the college football playoff? Only team in the East that's made the college football playoff is Georgia. Florida, Tennessee, Missouri, Kentucky, South Carolina, never made it, right? I, Texas A&M hasn't made it. Texas A&M ain't never been in Atlanta yet. Right. right? So, so, so I, but, but the problem, but the thing about they got on the side, they're in the SEC. Like, so... And they'll say the reason why they haven't done it is because Alabama, Georgia. Texas can't say Texas not only not only has not beaten Oklahoma, but they lost to Kansas. Yeah, they did. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I, I think Texas, Texas need to understand right now. Like, Kevin, sometimes too, and, and I get it now. Sometimes we get mad because they go, dude, they messing up the reputation. What do you mean? We don't lose to Kansas. Kansas is a basketball school. You take you take away Coach Self. I mean, what are we talking about? So I think that for Texas right now, they're gonna have to ask themselves, Sarkeesian, what's up? Because y'all got y'all got the number one, two things y'all got. Y'all got the former number one overall recruit coming to Texas, and y'all got the number one running back. But y'all can't beat Kansas. That's a problem. So you are right, Kevin. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to get good in a hurry. It's gonna have to be more doing and less talking. And if they can do that, that recent bias will help them. Because the one thing that Texas brings is brand. It's brand, uh, it's brand equity, you know, it's brand recognition. And you and, and Kevin, you're talking about SEC Network now with the people that's working there now. You're going to be potentially – you're going to be able to potentially add a Vince Young, 
right? I mean, some big-time players uh, that really came through there. But I do think that the SEC only needing two and every other – think about it. Uh, the Sun Belt and three, and three teams. Big 12 and three teams. But, and, but that's more or less not just by numbers, but I want that geographic sure. location. SEC, I want brands. Think about that. Other teams are adding teams. SEC is adding brands. The two biggest brands in this in in University of Oklahoma, University of Texas. That that's both of those states. They already take nothing away from Texas and them. I'm not taking nothing away from them. But I I do think that at the end of the day, Texas need to pull their weight because where you still stood out because it was just you in Oklahoma, you will not stand out in the SEC if you ain't. Well, that's good. why I think this last little run in the Big Twelve is important. Yeah. You want to enter. You want to enter into the SEC on a on a high note if you're Texas, not coming in on a uh, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you don't want to go into the SEC off you know back to back seven and five, six and six, something like that uh, on your resume. And again, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm Central Florida, I'm Houston, I want nothing more than to beat those teams uh, this conference I'm going into and say, hey, you don't want to stick? We uh, you know kicked your butt on the way out. There's the door, you know. So, yeah. but, uh, but I, look, I, so we know this is going to stick for at least a couple of years. The buyout is too big. The money is too big. They're not going to do it. So, again, to me, very, uh, to me, very intriguing storylines to watch. More so with Texas, as you said, Ben, because we're back. Back from what? Where did you go? Yeah, and why, I, I, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, yeah and, something, something like that. And and, I, and I, I'm, I, I'm saying, I, I get why they did it, but the, the point of it being is there's a lot of pressure now. There is always pressure on Texas because you have your own network. You have some things that other schools don't. But you are going to a league where I think in the back of your mind, you know it's it's not going to be a cakewalk, right? And, and again, I, and I say this going both ways. SEC fans, arrogant as they may be on some things, saying, hey, Oklahoma and Texas, they'll be lucky to go, you know, 7-5 and five in the SEC. Just, 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 just pump the brakes on that. But I do think at some point you have to admit to yourself you are putting together a league, as I've said a bunch, if you are the greatest, if you're the best league out there, and you add those two teams, there is, to me, if you're playing any kind of fair schedule, there's not a chance anybody goes 12-0. and 0. I, I, Look, just, to, to me, you're not. That's just too big of a gauntlet. And that's not to say that it's bad. Look at the NFL. Very hard. Why? Because all the teams are good. But if you're the SEC, I, that's been my one kind of intriguing, challenging question to SEC fans. If you are the toughest, baddest league on the block, why do you keep having so many undefeated teams? Right? Why, why, if, if, if the league is that tough, why is Alabama going 12-0? Why is Georgia going 11-1? The league is the toughest it's ever been. Why are they going 12-0, 11-1 all the time? Right? And again, I'm not saying that to yeah. talk down. I'm just saying. The NFL is the toughest league. You know how hard it is to go 16-0? Much. I mean, the Patriots did it. Then lost in the playoffs. 17-0, I don't think that's going to happen. It's too hard. It's too hard. So, look, we know Big 12 is going to be 14 teams, so there'll be another super conference at that point, if you want to call it that. I don't know if, if we really refer to that, but you will have 14 teams. ACC's got 14, I guess. In other sports, 15, if you want to count Notre Dame. The SEC's got 14, and the Big 10 will have 14 and call themselves the Big 10. So, Ben, you look at it, what do you see uh, after this year? For two years, Oklahoma, Texas, and how they prepare to go to the SEC playing out in the 14-team league that's got some good teams coming in. 
maybe not elite like you're going to see in the SEC, but you got some good teams coming in. And maybe you could say Cincinnati the last couple of years has been elite. They play in the playoffs. So, but on the whole, good teams, maybe not traditionally elite. The big, the, the, I will say this about the Big 12. They're they doing the best they can, right? Because I think sometimes, Kevin, when you think about who, who can we get, right? Well, this and worked I, out about as good as they could because you're going to keep those two for a couple of years while yeah, you're bringing yeah, yeah. those new teams I, in. I will say this. You're going to have to utilize – you're going to have to utilize – that brand equity of Oklahoma and Texas, you're gonna have to, I mean, you're gonna have to squeeze every drop, you know, out of those two teams for the next, I would say two, maybe three, because that that third year is gonna be eh. But I but I think that the teams that's coming in, they're gonna have to be, they're gonna have to come in and really, really be good. Because if you come in and you're bottom tier, it's not gonna matter. If Houston's not good, if UCF is not good, you know, I mean, it's really not, it's really not gonna, Cincinnati's not good, it's really not gonna matter. What made Cincinnati intriguing is they was trending upward. They beat Alabama. They played Alabama and Georgia in back-to-back years and in, in, uh, won in the bowl game, won the college football playoff. It was very, very impressive to me and both. Well, Desmond Ritter's gone. Sauce Gardner is gone. You know, they got – I mean, you know, Kobe Bryant, those guys are gone. Can they stay relevant? Taylor Gabriel, right, no longer in, no longer at UCF, right? I, I, th- I, think, that when you, I think that when you look at what these teams do, Kevin – no matter what, if somebody says this, University of Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, okay, Texas, Oklahoma, wow. What, it's like, I, I think that's the thing. A brand is you just say it and, and, and something pops in your head. That's a brand. So I do think that Texas and Oklahoma is going to be, they, man, they're they, they going to – and you got to be careful with that too, Kevin, because it's the Big 12. You go, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas. They're like, Dude, but they're phasing out. How much do these other teams got to be good for them to start? The you know, I mean, the Horn Frogs. You know, I mean, I mean, when you, when you talk when you talk about Baylor, Oklahoma State, because you got good teams, but that's the problem. Good is not elite. What Texas lacks elite program. I mean, elite on the field. They are elite as a freaking brand. Yep. Oklahoma is both. So I, I do I do think that uh Texas Oklahoma, they they they're gonna help out for the next two years. But like you say, Kevin, if if I'm if 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 you are a said president of a company and you know you leaving in two years, hey for the hey Kevin, we need you to no nah, no nah, <laughs> somebody why? Because why I'm not doing all this stuff when I'm leaving. Go get them to do it. Yeah, but they ain't never been here before. You better call Texas, you better call the Horn Frogs. <laughs> see if they can do it. Cause I, I think it's gonna be about more building the brands around sure. them while also trying to, you know, maintain the uh maintain the reputation. And of they'll the be off and uh, running to the SEC. Speaking of running to the SEC or not, Lincoln Riley sat down with uh, ESPN, had some uh, interesting things to say about that as well. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. <laughs> Good to have you along on this Friday, Kevin and Ben here on Three and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Uh, we talked a lot of college football, uh, Oklahoma and Texas. We know they're going to the SEC. Lincoln Riley is not. He is going to USC. And he sat down with ESPN and said, look, I didn't, I didn't run from the SEC. I ran to USC, saying he likes the appeal of USC and the changing landscape of college football. Here's where I will at least buy that, Ben. All right, so from a coaching standpoint, are you better suited short-term to win at Southern Cal. Probably so, right? Are you also better suited to win potentially long-term? I think so. You're in L.A., a lot of marketing firms there, a lot of ways for you to involve your program, your players, uh, with uh, name-image likeness deals, with building your, your individual player brands. 
You're also out of school, Ben, depending on the landscape of college football as it's changing over and over. Lincoln Riley also knows that depending on what happens, you are in a prime spot to move whichever way the wind blows, right? There are certain programs that get caught in the wind, and there are certain programs that can move in the direction the winds are changing, right? If you're Oregon State, you go where the wind takes you. If you're Southern Cal, you move where the wind is going, right? You move like, oh, it's going, we can move over here. We can move over here and still be a part. I think they're uniquely challenged in, or uniquely set up, I should say, in whatever is to come in college football, which certainly, at least a lot of people are predicting, will result in the next five years of either a breakaway from the NCAA, a conglomeration of college football by itself, in which you have maybe the top 60 programs uh, playing in some kind of situation, Ben. In any of those situations, Southern Cal is set up to be successful because of where they are and where they're going. So I get what Lincoln Riley is saying, and SEC fans will say he didn't want any. Like, it was about to get tough, and you said, nope, can't take it. And went, to, But he also went to a spot where I know he's probably thinking, whichever way the wind blows, I can be successful here at Southern Cal. Look, no I'm matter how the, college football yeah. changes, we're set up uniquely because yeah. of where we are where we're located to still be successful. I cannot blame Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley had leverage. Lincoln Riley understood that every time uh, new coaches' names came up, his name was going to be one of the top, whether it be college or pro. Well, he said he did not have any interest in the pro. He said he was never contacted by an NFL but, but, team. That's what he said. Okay, okay. But, I, but, but, I, but I, I think about this. Lincoln Riley is a headliner. Lincoln Riley was at Oklahoma. He didn't have to worry about Texas because he know he's going to win the Big 12 every year. He know he's going to be in the college football playoff either right on the outside looking in every single year. And he had he had the post of the entire country looking at Norman, Oklahoma. That is not the case now. So he was like, where can I go to where I have unlimited resources? I have, you know, I have, uh, you know, I, I have the ability to go out there and do what I need to do as far as like recruiting. But I'm in the L.A. market. I mean, outside of New York, it doesn't get much bigger than the L.A. market as far as, like, exposure goes. And, Kevin, he says, look, everybody been saying, who's going to get the Pac-12 I mean, who's gonna get the Pac back to the college football playoff? He, th- he thinks he can because I want the path of, path of least resistance. I got to be Utah and Oregon. That's who he got to be. So I think that the thing that Lincoln Riley said, he said, look, man, let's call it what it is, man, yeah. I'm trying to get as far as hell away from the SEC as possible. I ain't trying to deal with that. I mean, both can and, be true, and, but and, I don't. Mind but, you, I don't listen, I'm not mad. Let me, let me tell y'all something. I'm not mad at it. You don't think? All right. When you think when you when you when you uh, when you start when you start when you start thinking about Dan Lanning, former defensive coordinator for Georgia, where did he go? Oregon. Oh, yeah, but that's up. different. Than, I mean, Lincoln the, Riley could have stayed where he was. Exactly. I mean, Dan Lanning wanted a head coaching job. Exactly. That's, but what I'm saying is. I don't think Oregon was the only team that wanted Dan Lanning. It was probably other teams that probably get a chance to be closer to the. I think what it is is Kevin. It's just it's location too. It's like I don't think people understand. It's like if I'm in SEC country, right? I got to be one of the elite teams to even get, uh, you know, to even get the top headlines. It's gonna be Alabama first, Georgia right there. Then okay, everybody else we fighting for headlines, but they used to that. If you are at Lincoln Riley, he's saying to himself, "Look, man, I want to go somewhere that used to be look." Every team, every conference is top-heavy, every last one of them. When you think Pac-12, Kevin Lee says, we think USC. Now, they ain't been good as of late, but we think USC. We think Pac- we think, uh, we think Oregon. It's not that long ago, relatively, you could think Reggie Bush, Matt and Line, and all that kind absolutely. of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think what Lincoln Riley is saying is, Lincoln Riley is trying to do for USC 
what uh, Mario Cristobal is trying to do with freaking uh, Miami. They trying to get these brands. I'm trying to tell you, if USC is balling, you will think they are an SEC country because we're going to be talking about them all the time. Right now it's, what's going on with USC? Like USC and UCLA play on Friday. <laughs> like and that and that's crazy. So I'm not listen. A lateral move doesn't mean he's scared. That's brand awareness. That's understanding what. But coming. I mean, I think both could be true. I mean, I, I, it, I, I, I will say this. I will say this. I don't know if scares the right word, no, no, but you I, definitely I, no. know. Hey, I, I make I that say, move. I would, say, I would just say being aware. It's almost like this. Okay. I mean, you know, if you if you leave Oklahoma knowing they're going to SC, you got like that. Hey, if I go over there, I don't have to play LSU, Alabama, Texas A&M. Like, you, do, you don't have to. Facts. I don't know if that makes you scared, makes nope. you smart, makes you whatever. I don't know. It makes know. you very smart. It makes you very smart. It's like this. It can make you Le- sm- smart and I, I, I don't know. What, 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 scared what, is an interesting word I, when, me, when you talk about no, that no, kind of stuff. I, let me say this. I, let me not use words like scared. Because as being a former player as well as coach, you don't like the word scared. It's like, I mean, I ain't. Questioning his manhood and nothing like that. So let me not use the word scare. Oh, but but listen, but aware? Oh, yes. Because, Kevin, like you said, you don't think Dabo Sweeney loving the fact that he in the ACC? You don't got to deal with all that? Sure. And, and, and look, and, and great for Dabo. But if you are if you are Lincoln, Lincoln is saying, look, man, I know I need a quarterback, an unstoppable offense, a manageable defense, and I can win him. I can win. I, I was able to do that in Oklahoma when we played no defense for real. We wasn't really known for it. <laughs> right. Really, I go to USC. I can get the – listen. I he knows get, he can coach offense, uh, absolutely. The top four states for the top 300 are Georgia, Florida, Texas, and California. And I think it goes Florida, Georgia, California, Texas. So I got the best players up and down this state. I, why, is Florida, why, 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 why do teams like Alabama, what do teams like Alabama and Georgia do? They go, they go, they go to Georgia. I mean, they go to the state of Florida. They get the best players out of there. They get to try the best players out there at those states. Lincoln Riley is saying, I don't even got the deal. Listen, Lincoln Riley said, if I'm in USC and we're good, Bryce Young, he doesn't go to the East Coast. Uh, you know, DJU, he don't go because they're gonna stay right here. Everybody knows the best players gonna be right there in your backyard. If you can't snatch them, you're gonna watch them beat you. Who's the Heisman Trophy winner? Bryce Young. Where is he from? Southern California. DJU, he's going to have to have a bounce back here. Sure. Southern California. Tua, Hawaii. Those dudes don't come past SC if they're relevant, but they're not. And I'm sorry, location doesn't matter to a player. You rather, li- you rather live in Tuscaloosa than Los Angeles? Yep, because I'm trying to get to the league. When the last time a USC quarterback was a first-round pick? Been a while. Well, USC's quarterback is going to play at uh, Pitt this year. So exactly right. So, so think about it. Both, <laughs> both, listen, listen. Both of both former USC quarterbacks are playing each other. One's at Pitt, others at West Virginia. So think about. It. So I think that what 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 Lincoln Riley is doing, he's being smart. When you have listen, when I have leverage, I'm a user. Lincoln Riley said, "Look, man, I want money. Got it. I want wait. Don't his family have what 24 hour access to the private? Which they're not going to need unless they." I mean, hey, unless they why not? go to I mean, do the, do the, do, I mean, do the kids go to college in another state? They got to fly every day and come back. Who knows? I don't I don't know. But I I, I am I am I know that Kevin Lincoln Riley says, listen, I wanna I want to be the I wanna be the headliner. I wanted to be I want them to talk about me and my team first and everybody else second. If I if I'm at Oklahoma and I go to and I go to the SEC, that's no longer I am just one of sixteen. I mean, because because now I got to build this thing back up again. Hey, man, Oklahoma used to be good. All right, now how many? It's like this. 
Since Miami has gone to the ACC, they've been to one ACC championship game since they went over to the ACC. Haven't really – the U is not the U like you. I think what he's saying is it's like it's like we say this, Kevin. If you win a, if you win a world – if you win a finals with the Warriors, congratulations. You win it for the Celtics, iconic. You win it for the Lakers, iconic. You win, you win a World Series, you know, uh, for, the, for, the, for the Red Sox, for the Yankees, it's iconic. It just is. He wants that iconic type stuff. He wants to say, look, if I am in the college football playoff at SC, I did what nobody could do since Pete Carroll left. Think about that. Their best coach is more known for what he's doing in Seattle. Like North Carolina's best coach was the same coach that left when the Texas came back, still the best coach. Coach Mac Brown. He wants that. I think, I, I mean, I'm rooting for him, but as I say, first initial reaction was, I don't want, I don't want to deal with that. And, 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 and ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with saying, man, no one, listen, the only person who said we want Bama is people that don't play them. Ask <laughs> Vanderbilt, man, we want Bama. No, 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 one, no one says that. <laughs> J- Jimbo Fisher said he was going to beat Alabama. He said, before that game, he like, fellas, listen, I, I don't ask a lot of y'all. Yeah. But if y'all could just. You, you may know, not have remember. I, listen, said listen, some, listen, I said I, some things. Now, listen, listen. You see, he ain't said that this year, did he? He ain't said this year. We're going to beat that. He talking about, we ain't taking nothing. That's garbage. <laughs> talking about our players like we bought them players. <laughs> What's going to happen when y'all play Alabama? Well, you know, it might be a little rough. <laughs> it's going to get a little rough. Oh, they're going to sick Will Anderson and old Bryce Young on us. And, oh, and uh, you know, and, uh, and uh, oh, Jameer Gibbs. And, and, uh, and uh, here we Eli Riggs. Eli Riggs. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you got some, you know, you got the best players in the country right there in Tuscaloosa. Hey, child of Lincoln Riley, man, he got what he wanted. He utilized and and, I, and to anybody say, I would never have left. Let me tell y'all something. I hope everybody talking trash, be in a position to where you sit down at the negotiating table and they put numbers in front of you, you can't even count that high. What is that? <laughs> That's you. But I love, you don't love Oklahoma. <laughs> That man got both of his houses paid for. Both of them in Oklahoma paid for. Don't know why he needed two, but he had two. That house, why and not? If, and if you've seen that thing he got out there in California. I never have to go to the he, office. Listen, drove, by, drove by LeBron the other day. What's up, LeBron? What's up, coach? <laughs> All right. See you at the game. <laughs> oh, look, oh, look, and again, I, I thought that was interesting, you know, because SEC fans say, hey, you, you didn't want. You didn't want any. You didn't think you'd compete. Again, Brent Venables, we'll see. Uh, what he's able to do in a couple of years when they jump in, but I, I just look at Lincoln Riley. Where I could I could see both can be true. I wouldn't say he's scared of the SEC, but I, I could say my future, my my security. Because people talk about you know legacy a lot. I heard I heard people talk about uh, uh, this with the LIV golfers. They're like, oh, you sold your legacy for money. Well, a lot of people say, well, I'm not coaching necessarily. Some of them do. But Nick Saban, I'm sure, coaches because he likes it. I don't know how much on a daily basis coaches say, well, what's my legacy going to be? Was Jimbo Fisher thinking about his legacy when he signed for $70 million? He's thinking, doggone, I got $70 million. So I think legacy is something. Yeah, yeah, that, legacy, yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but I think legacy is something that people place on people like, hey, why does he care about his legacy? Because most people say, like, all I'm, I can't be worried about what other people think, right? I, I, so... What am I worried about? They just said they're going to give me $100 million to be the coach. That, 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 that's all I know. And that's a lot of money. And my kids and their kids ain't never yeah, going to be and, broke. And, 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 and so, I, and I, so I'm not, it doesn't mean they're not, they don't care and they're not trying. But I yeah. think when you're like, oh, man, he could have had the legacy. I, I don't know that most, most people when they're at, at their jobs, they'll say, what's my legacy going to be? 
That I, I don't know. That, they the, don't. Like, you know when people start thinking about that when you're Nick Saban's age, when yep. you're when Bobby Bowden turned like sixty five, like. Hmm, I built quite the legacy here. Yep. When Bobby Bowden's 45, he's not saying, what's my he's legacy not. in college football? He's, he's going to say, he just gave me a million dollars. A legacy so, takes a lifetime. And the thing is, Kevin, like anything else, right, it's not going to – look, something that, stains your, something that stains your resume is something to where, you know, you affected people's lives. You done, you done did something that, that's catastrophic, in, in my opinion. Now, I get it. Fans look at, fans look at the players that they, that they root for a lot differently. Your moral compass is not theirs. What you would have done – but the notion of what I would have done if I was that, that is the craziest because you're not that. It's like, you know, it's one, of those, it's one of those things to where we have this holier-than-thou type thing when people start doing stuff. I get it. But if it were you, it ain't going to be no, no, I mean, I want it. Oh, you're going to take a long, hard look at that because at the end of the day, I, like you say, Kevin, two things could be true. If we really dug into where a lot of money came from, y'all wouldn't like it. I mean, in a sense, you know, if you found out that your boss was doing things that you probably didn't really agree with, but that's who paying you, do you quit? I'm just saying, so at the end of the day, their legacies aren't tarnished. The goal was to make money. The goal was to be able to set myself up for life through what I do for a living. And enjoy what I do. And enjoy. And, and enjoy. I'm going to get a hundred million. <laughs> I'm sorry, people, man. I'm a, look, if, look, look, look. If you didn't take it, you're good. If you did take it, you're not bad. How about that? Because at the end of the day, right, you're going to have to think about the fact that somebody goes, dude, you turned down $100 million? Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't like what they're doing. Oh, listen. <laughs> I really I wanted my listen, legacy. I don't like the work conditions in China, but you wear Nike. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but it's different, man. No, so I, you know how it is, Kevin. At the end yeah. of the day, the fans going to always have something to say. When you're in your 20s, you worry about criticism. When you're in your 30s, you don't worry about as much. And when you're in your 40s, you realize it never really mattered at all. That stuff don't matter at all. Justin, I mean, Dustin Johnson, them, Justin, Justin Thomas, them saying, boy. No, Justin Thomas is something, but yeah, Dustin Johnson is like, yeah. Dustin, yeah. Dustin, Dustin, Dustin Johnson, you know who he had to face? He had to face Miss Johnson and the Little Johnsons. Paulina Gretzky said, Listen, listen, Wayne, listen, Wayne Gress would have been like, give you how much? Wayne Gress would have been like, you said no, boy. If you, let me go talk to my daughter. See, I, I told her not to marry you. Yeah, you got, you're getting more money than you made in a decade yes. plus on the tour. And look, I just think we went a roundabout way talking about Lincoln Riley there and got off some. But look, I, I think Lincoln Riley both can be true. You can go path of least resistance. We get job security. You go out there and really have a good chance of being successful. Not that you can't be successful when Oklahoma goes to the SEC, but that is hard, right? Because people are going to be thinking what? When they first go in the SEC, Texas, Oklahoma, they're going to be thinking the way it's always been. Oh, we're good. Roll out the footballs. We're 9-10 wins at the very least. I just don't think it's going to be like that. And I think the same could be said for Texas A&M and Arkansas and Alabama and Auburn and Georgia when those teams come in. You had two teams of that caliber, that stature. You can't just roll out and say we're going to win eleven games. You yep. just can't do can't yep. do it. You're going to have to get used to some uh, some new norms when it comes to how many losses are acceptable. And obviously, in the short term, people get mad. Lincoln Riley said, "Who I don't need to be getting fired over losing two games." He ain't lying. So we'll, we'll come, see what happens. But he, I mean, it was a lab. And you can say that doesn't happen. Back. It happens in sports all the time. Just saw this today. Side example, but uh, legendary Florida State. Uh, baseball coach, I just forgot his name. He retired a few years ago. His son took over the, job, the program. My, I think Mike Martin. Mike Martin, longtime Florida State baseball coach, 27, you know, postseason period, 
20 appearances at Omaha College World Series, never won a title, but legendary Florida State coach. His son takes over the program. His son, in three years, never not been to the college NCAA playoffs. Fired. Hadn't made it to the college World Series. Fired. So it's like you talk about, and that's the great, that's the son of the greatest coach ever. Three years, didn't win enough, done. And yep. I made the postseason every yep. time. Yep. That's what I think when you I'm say, why you. would Lincoln Riley leave? Stuff like that. I'm it happens. You. Listen, very little, he's following the man. Yeah. Mm. We got more to come. It's three and out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back on this Friday. Kevin and Ben, Braves and Pirates coming up later tonight. Braves going for nine in a row, Ben. It was like, what, eight games ago, Braves couldn't win three in a row. Now they're on the verge of potentially winning nine in a row, six and a half behind the Mets. And what a difference you see in this team. Emotion. Maybe that spark plug was a Michael Harris coming up. Ronald Acuna staying in the lineup more often than he's not in the lineup seemingly has helped. But it's a, it's a, it's a totally different ball club last eight games in a big way than some of the things. So it's almost like, as I said, you needed that lid to come off of this team and, and put away the, why can't you win more two-game stuff, put it to the side and really take over. Yeah, Kevin, I mean, they're playing with a lot of confidence, playing with a lot of poise, but they're having fun. If you've ever seen, like I said, I, I can't speak for 20 other, 29 other ball clubs in the bigs, but I know what the Braves bring to the table. It's bigger than just talent. It's more than just, like, uh, you know, guys like Michael Harris and what he brings to the center field and what uh, a guy like Ron Lacuna Jr. brings, uh, not just from a talent standpoint, but what he brings is his, his overall, like, energy and aura on the team. It's, you know, it's, it's Dansby making the play he made last night, you know, to get the double play. It's guy, you know, it's guys like Austin Riley and, and uh, you know, I mean, uh, Matt Olsen and company. They're playing as a team, and all three phases seem to be seem to be doing their part. What I what I like the most is Kevin is what we said. It's like, what number is it going to take to get them the thing to start steamrolling? What player was it going to be to get them, you know, to give them that spark? I think it was Michael Harris because those catches that he those, listen those catches that he made in the outfield would definitely would have been uh definitely would have been uh you know singles had he not been there, but. The one thing I can't say about this team right now is they're finding their stride. And I know you kind of want to find your stride before the All-Star break. You want to kind of, you know, be in that groove, you know, post-All-Star break with Kevin. At one point, what, nine and a half? I mean, the Mets had a nine and a half lead, you know, nine and a half, ten-game lead over the Braves. Now it's down to six and a half. I think the Braves are, are playing up to their potential. I still think teams are playing them are still giving them really, really good games. But I think when the Braves, you know, come to the ballpark, they understand, look, man, I don't know who's going to be the guy today, but, hey, man, we're riding the hot hand. Starting pitching, Kyle Wright has been really, really good over the stretch. And something you said, Kevin, when we, you know, when, uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, we haven't even talked about Mike Soroka. Like, that's when you know the Braves are – and cause, cause sure. since we said this, you want Mike Soroka when he does come back. He wants to come back to a contending team. I want his starts whenever he does come back because I know Ron Lacuna, we want him in the lineup. With Mike Soroka, steep, slow and steady – it's definitely going to be the approach with him because, as you mentioned, he gets hurt again, man. It's, I mean, them, I, them, Achille, it. them Achilles, man. They are they are career threatening, not just not just season ending. So I do like what this Braves team is going. They, like I said, they get in all three phases. They getting contributions from you know from guys all up and down the lineup, and they having fun, Kevin. That thing you showed me, you know, with Darno. And uh, freaking, you know, uh, freaking Ozzy, you know, at the end of the game, man. I mean, you got to you, listen. You got to love each other, love playing with each other to be able to have fun like that. But hey, Kevin, nine in a row. If they get to it, it, it shows that one. Those Phillies playing well. Those Mets, they still seem to be playing well. But the Braves are saying, hey, man, we control and we can control. 
Hopefully they get hopefully they get uh hopefully they get their ninth win tonight. Absolutely. And again, we'll have it for you coming up in just a little bit. Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves. And again, uh you're still rolling, Ben, through this this run of teams that are sub five hundred. Pirates, Nationals coming up next week, Cubs. Uh and, and the Cubs, I think, just put Marcus Stroman on the uh, IL, so you're not going to have to face him on the mound uh, when you go to Chicago. So, a lot of things are lining up for the Braves, and again, maybe we'll see uh, the schedule start to turn. The Mets haven't been playing as good as they were once they got a little tougher schedule, and everybody pulled for Mike Trout and Shohei Otani here over the next three nights as the Mets take on the Angels in Anaheim, and if they can, if, the, if the Angels can actually remember how to put together a winning streak, that will be well for the uh for the Braves fans in us out there, if the I mean, because again, if the Angels play well, you've got some great players. Uh, you know, Trout, Rendon, Otani. I mean, you've got some good. If they can find a way to win some games, and the Braves continue to play like they should against a team like the Pirates, I mean, but it's not inconceivable. We're coming on the show Monday saying the Braves are four games out. Hey, and that's a whole yes. new ball game. Yes, uh, when you're talking about that, and you have a whole bunch of games head to head. With the New York Mets still out there on the docket as well, so I just, I just want to make sure that the Mets get to feel the same pressure that the Braves have felt the last four years in a row. And and even though they've won the NL East, it wasn't like it was a cakewalk. The Mets need to know, man, why y'all strategy has been working. The Braves they coming, and hopefully they can they can keep controlling what they can control, Kevin. But yeah, man, I want the Angels to get back to their winning ways before <laughs> the Braves come to town. That way they you know the Braves can get them back to that you know uh, that woe is me because like I said. Two definitely two unicorns out there. Yeah, I mean, outside of watching them boys at the Petty Zoo, ain't much else to talk about <laughs> Anaheim right now. Yeah, they lost a whole bunch. They finally won one. They're one and nine in their last ten. Unbelievable. Uh, I looked at this is just one of those anomalies, uh, Ben. I, I looked the entire NL Central, which is where the Pirates reside. So the the Pirates, the Cubs, the Brewers, the Cardinals, uh, in in that uh, the Reds, none of them are on a winning streak. Not one of them. They're all losers. Right now, right now. So, take advantage, Braves. Yep. Angels, do us a solid and beat the Mets this weekend, and we'll all uh, we'll all be become big Mike Trout fans uh, this weekend. We'll come back, get you ready for Braves and Pirates. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin. Good to have you along here, three and out on this Friday. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop. Glad you are with us. Braves and Pirates coming up here in just a little bit. 6.05, we will have all the coverage for you. So, you got to wait about 10 minutes. Uh, and we'll have Braves baseball for you as they go for nine in a row, really playing well. And, of course, Ben, when we come back next week, uh, certainly we'll be into uh, Majors Week with the U.S. Open. All these guys playing in the Live Tour this week. Phil, Dustin, they're going to be playing the U.S. Open next week. Don't think that's not going to be interesting. Uh, maybe the Braves will still be on a uh, big win streak. And, of course, mini camps around the National Football League as we get closer to about a month to go to actual training camp. Live tournament going on, Kevin. As you mentioned, gonna have some of the big name stars back in America. You know, trying to, you know, trying to, you know, trying to uh, show them that. Look, man. Well, I'm no, just, yeah, I'm, well, well, here's how it goes. Because people, I, I still see people on online saying this. It's backed by the Saudis. They think, oh, great, who wants to go to Saudi? No, they're playing in London this week. The U.S. Open is next week, and then the Live Tours next event is in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. So it's not like you're making guys fly halfway. Hey, DJ, you're in Portland, other side of the country. Go. The end. And, and guaranteed money for showing up. You ain't lying. And and you talking about you talking about mini camps. Hope these brave, hope these bravos uh, stick to their winning ways. But listen, it's never a dull, it's never a dull moment in sports. Because guess what? Game four. It's the, of, oh, of, of the It's tonight. We'll oh yeah, we didn't even get that. to talk about the fact that Boston is handing out T-shirts with an empty banner on the end. They still need two wins. They do. Hey, hey, can I? We're almost a hey, empty banner. 
We're going to put one more up here. Like, come on. Don't. Ju- if there's don't. one thing you know in sports, never jump the gun. Don't. There's one thing. We talk about weird videos that been like nothing more than I like than the videos of celebrated too soon and you lost. Oh, yeah. Like, th- those are amazing. Celebrating too early. Usually it's track folks who are like, oh, I smoked the cup. Oh, I mean, it's too late. Clay Thompson did come out and say they're going to they steal win at six. So maybe that's going to help, uh, uh, you know, uh, Boston get a big dub. So they got to sweep see. all the rest of the games yeah. if they're going to win it in six. Yeah. We'll see. That's uh, coming, coming up tonight. We'll talk about that coming up on Monday as well. In the meantime, enjoy the Braves coming up in just a little bit. 2.55 tomorrow, 1.30 on Sunday, the first pitch time. We'll see you on Monday right here on 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network.